Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerd Room where we talk all things comics and movies. This is episode number 21. We're discussing Captain America Civil War. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Izzy. Izzy, it's great to have you back in the Nerd Room. Always, yeah. Yes, and we're yeah, coming off of seeing Captain America Civil War. We're less than 48 hours out. We're recording a little early. Yep. So we don't even have final international or domestic numbers for this movie, but it's playing huge. It, it came out like I was talking to you guys, yep. uh, I think, when, when we went. Before it was owned by, by Disney, right? Like, remember, Iron Man was the first one. It was uh, distributed back then by Paramount. Right. And Paramount has had this history of putting movies out in Brazil before they come out here. Interesting. Which has always always been a problem for me <laughs> because I have to really like neo-dodge spoilers because yeah. I'm always on social media. You right? have a huge presence on the internet. I don't yeah. know how you avoid it. You know spoilers. what? You know what? It's funny because I had this conversation on a different podcast and I can't even tell you exactly what I do because people will circumvent the little systems oh, no. I have in place to kind of like, you know, like have it so that certain words and certain things don't come onto my computer and... It's it, it it takes like a very like it takes an effort to okay. like be spoiler free, especially for a movie like this because I, I mean I care so much about this story arc right, and I was so excited. I'm a big Marvel fan. Uh, Civil War is one of my favorite, if not the favorite. It was the, really the arc that brought me back yeah. to reading superhero I think comics. A lot right? of people have had that experience, yeah. with right? The Civil it, War. I've I've recommended Civil War as a starting point for a lot of people because comics it's kind of difficult to. I get this question all the time. I'm sure you guys as comic book readers must have that as well. Uh, people ask, like, I would like to read comics, but I have no idea where to start because it is daunting. Right? Like, yeah. you, have, you have decades of stories, and it's, it's hard to find one specific point where I can say, you know, buy this one, and then just start reading. Like, just keep reading from there. And if there's anything there that you think, like, you need a little bit of back, just go back and yeah. try to get a little bit more context. That's what I did, right? Uh, I started with Civil War back, you know, reading comics again, and then went to... A lot of it has to do with, like, the events of uh, Avengers Disassembled. Right? Yeah. So, like, okay, I guess I have to read that. And then it kind of, like, you start building the basis of your knowledge mm-hmm. on comics. But I always found Civil War was a great primer. It is. Uh, because for a lot of reasons, it's a great story. The art is really good. It's fantastic. McNiven's one of my favorites, yeah, right? So yeah. that alone makes it... It's a cool story. It's just a cool story. Right? It's great. And that's a little different than what they've done with the movie. Because they've stopped catering to first-time MCU goers. They're assuming that you've seen at least an Avengers movie, at least maybe an Age of Ultron and Winter Soldier going into this. They don't give you a lot of contextual background for some of these characters. They kind of just thrust you into the movie. Well, based on on uh, ticket sales, I think it's a pretty safe <laughs> yes. assumption yes, that exactly. everybody Everyone's saw it, right? It. Yeah. But you're right. Like it's it's definitely this doesn't hold your hand like a lot of the no. other Marvel movies, right? Like my mm-hmm. wife, she she loves this stuff too, but she's not as involved, let's say. So there's a few movies that she didn't see it, right? Uh, so I, she's like, oh, who's that guy? And, yeah. and what are you talking about? Like, when was that? Was that on, like, The Last Avengers? And at times, even I, like, there's a few references that I'm like, wait a second. I have to, like, think back, like, when did that happen exactly? Yeah. So it's, it's you have to be invested in the universe at this point mm-hmm. to really follow everything. And like you said, there seems to be a lot of people invested. Because this is our 13th entry Holy into the Marvel Christ. Cinematic Universe. So Isn't that crazy? We're almost eight years, or almost exactly eight years in, since Fury showed up at the end of Iron Man mm-hmm. 1 and said, you are now part of a bigger universe. I want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative, which yes. I freaked You know, it's funny because, uh, as you know, Avengers Initiative was something that happened quite later on, right? Like, we yeah. all understood that he meant to say, we're starting the yeah. Avengers, basically. Yeah. Right? Uh, even though, like, what he's referencing to is something else, like, at the end of, like, Civil War, basically, like, the exactly, Avengers Initiative yeah. was a complete, like, the 50 states, like, different yeah. Avengers groups and everything. But still, like, it's, it, it's funny to look back. I've been meaning to watch 
Iron Man again, just to mm-hmm. kind of really appreciate what that movie created and see what changed in that universe. It was a little bit more grounded in reality, I yeah. would say. It's more comic booky at yeah, this point, definitely. right? Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's been a it's been a crazy so thirteen movies, yeah. And that's and we're and we're going into probably the biggest. We got like ten movies now until Infinity War. They scheduled uh, releases until twenty twenty. Yeah, Holy so they've got to the end of Phase Three, which is gonna be the culmination of the entirety since we started. Since Nick Fury showed up in that room and said, "You're part of a bigger universe." This culmination is coming out, and it's starting with this movie. So this movie kind of sums up a lot of what's happened in Phase One, Phase Two, and pushes you forward and drives the narrative into towards Infinity War because we have Anthony and Joe Russo back in the director's seats. Wait, so, really? So they're they're Winter Soldier directors, Civil War directors, and they are directing Infinity War Part One, one and I, Two. I get, oh, both! Yeah. I, had, I didn't know that. This is new to me. I didn't know that. I mean, I definitely see why. Yeah, but I didn't know that. Yeah. Was yeah. that just recently announced? That was well, quite a while ago. now. Yeah, yeah. Really? it's been for a while, and yeah. I think they're also producing the Spider-Man Homecoming movie as well. Again, yeah, they I have, see. I see yeah. why. fingers in there at yeah. some point because they've, as we'll talk about, they really start to develop this this Tony Peter Parker Spider-Man sort of relationship mm-hmm. and you can see them and why they would be part of building the Spider-Man universe as well as building the whole Marvel universe as a whole. So these guys coming out and we spoke about this a bit before we, we started recording was they came out of community. Yeah. Like, right? They had they didn't have I love when they have the, uh, right? the the bald guy who was a dean in community. I forget yeah, his name. That was another because what's his name? because um, uh, Abed was yeah, also Abed, in the, yeah, yeah, that's uh, it, yeah 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 so, which is soldier right yeah what yeah. was uh, I forget his name uh, something putty I think yeah. yeah anyway but yeah no so seeing it was nice to see the dean because it kind of mm-hmm. for I, I I love community right so to see like I knew there were, when I heard that the Russos were directing uh, Cap two basically I'm like really like nah. the and that's the general guys? audience right Everybody yeah exactly I'm like that's that's an odd choice but whatever if Favreau was an odd choice for Iron Man as well right but they've, they've taken four of these team up movies and this is somewhat of that they've taken directors that can take a large cast and give each person an arc and not make it feel cluttered or forced in. Yeah. Like James Gunn, too, for exactly. Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy. Yeah, and Joss example. Whedon, too, was yes. a TV director. And he took the Avengers and took an ensemble cast yeah. and was able to give each person their due without making anyone, you know, without short-shipping anyone. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. And we really see that here. So we walked out only like 36 hours ago yeah. from this movie. Still fresh. Yeah, like when fresh. you're When you're walking out of the theater, what were your initial thoughts? Thoughts. We'll go spoiler free here, and we'll we'll kind of throw a spoiler tag on it when we start to get into a bit more detail. But Troy, what were your thoughts coming out of the theater when you first stepped out? Were you like, yeah. my thoughts just <laughs> satisfied? S- slow clap. Yeah. Satisfied <laughs> is a good word. Satisfied. It's a very good word. Yeah, they nailed every character. Every character was great. Uh, the story was was phenomenal, and they went a step above Winter Soldier. Like I was telling uh, Izzy off air before, this is the one franchise in the MCU where every sequel has been better than the last yeah. one. Which is something that, yeah. as movie fans, that's not something we're very used to. No. To having sequels that are better than than the original. Exactly. Right? Like it's been a long, uh, a long running trope that they kind of like lose their way around, like between the first and second, the production, like. Sometimes the director doesn't come back. The, yep. They change the the, the the writers or whatever. But it's it's very common for us to, to say something like, "Oh, the first one was great," mm-hmm. and the second one and the third one not so much. Exactly. And that might be a consequence of the first one's great, and we get into a situation where we're like, "Okay, we need to pump this out." That one made ninety million dollars. It was supposed to make thirty. Yeah. Let's get the next one out as soon as possible. And so they push these things through the production and basically just kind of boom, 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 and then we're out. 
And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, we didn't have the right writers. We didn't get the right actors back. Yeah. The director couldn't do it because he was doing some other movie. Mm-hmm. And you hear that through the grapevine nowadays a lot more than before because you hear things like, oh, so-and-so dropped out because they didn't like the script, but yeah. they're still making it anyway. And yeah. then you start hearing like, oh, this is – I've seen this happening before so many times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's 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 really interesting. It's It, it really gets our expectations – quite high when they keep topping themselves yeah. like that right mm-hmm. i hope this trend continues it's I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic because i have been let down in the past before yeah. but marvel has <laughs> batman versus superman <laughs> yeah tell me about it i said uh, i was gonna talk about yeah, no more bbs <laughs> i you know it's funny because i did a video on this before like it was kind of like a primer before recording yeah. the show today yeah. and uh i i did like a 15 minute video and at the end of it i'm like there's so much i didn't cover yet because i had so much to say yeah. about the movie like it, yeah. it it means a great deal to me that movie. absolutely the fact that they nailed it that way yeah. like Troy was saying mm-hmm. they nail every character everybody who shows up like Tim mentioned with Avengers they didn't shortchange anybody there's no. people who show up and they don't have as big a role but you just it's so it's such a joy to have them there yeah. like yeah. for the for the little moments that they're there they are great and mm-hmm. that's that's all you can ask right? yes. that's all you can ask yep. you know and this thing it's like it's packed with cinematic references mm-hmm. easter eggs comic book references and to a large part it does this so organically yeah Right? It's not forcing anything. Even Age of Ultron, it felt some of this was shoehorned in. A little bit of setup in that one. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Like all the, there's a lot of setup here, and there's a lot of like bringing things to a close. Yep. But I never really felt that this was a fitting sequel to both Age of Ultron and Winter Soldier. Yes, and it did it successfully. When you say about like not shooting things in and making it organic, one thing that strikes me, and I'm, I don't think this goes into a spoiler territory, but as I mean, you know from the trailers, there's a few characters uh, from the, the Marvel Universe that are not there, namely uh, the Hulk and Thor, yep. right? And the way they, they kind of like explain their absence there not only works for the movie, but makes a point about what's going on, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Uh, we can go into more detail when we go into like spoilers and talking about the content of the film. It, it, it's very well done. Like It doesn't feel like these guys are just, they didn't sign a contract or they were not busy, they're not interested. Yeah. No, these are like, it really sells you the idea. These are characters who got their own thing going. Yeah. And not only there's a reason for them to be away, but the reason plays into the motivations of what's going on. Exactly. I thought that was very, very well done. Like They handled it very well. Like When they mentioned, they bring up these characters, right? And and, and there's the argument made like, see, and on top of this, there's this. And I'm like, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Like, it makes perfect sense that they're not here. Exactly. And yeah, it was great. It makes like, that universe feel much bigger. Yeah. Almost yeah, kind of yeah. like Winter Soldier when they drop Stephen, Stage, Stephen Strange's name. You get the sense that this guy exists in this universe. And they do such a great job of handling that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they even, they even kind of play on that a bit. And this isn't really spoilers, but General Ross at the time is talking about, you know, if I had lost three megaton nuclear weapons, I would know where they are. So they're yeah. questioning I'd be in like, trouble if I yeah, didn't. exactly. <laughs> where, where's Hulk and where's Thor? Yes. You don't know where these guys are. Mm-hmm. And the character's just like, well, damn, he's right. Yeah. And he got at that moment, like, it felt like I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I, it was like, it, they're not just hand-waving the fact that these guys aren't here. They're not pretending they're not here. Exactly. Yeah. They're not here, and that plays into the story. It was mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Like, how, not many movies can use the absence of a character to make a point like that. So what we're going to do here, guys, is we're going to go a little chronologically through this. We're going to step through the movie, going from kind of our opening scenes through the major big fight battles, and then we'll get into the end sequences. So we're going to mega, mega spoiler territory. So if you have not seen the movie yet, I would caution you to stop right now, come back in a little bit, go and check out the movie. Everyone else on the planet is seeing it. (laughs) So get out there. Why why haven't you? Yeah, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Yes, exactly. By this time when this drops, if you haven't seen it, 
Yeah. You're, gonna you're getting everything to... spoiled anyways. Yeah. So you might as well just keep listening. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but Troy and I did a, a prediction episode, episode 19. So go back and check that out. So we went through the, the Civil War comic event series and tried to see what we would adapt. And Izzy, you are very, very familiar with the series as well. So maybe as we're going through, we'll comment as to what aspects they, they adapted well and what I personally thought they're going a completely different direction than they actually did in the movie. And you can check that back out in episode 19. But we'll discuss a bit about that when we get towards the end. And again, full spoiler territory. You've been warned. This is where we're going. All right, guys. Opening scene. So we sit down. Yep. Get a couple of nice trailers. Everyone kind of shows up on time except for Izzy. Except for me. <laughs> the Alice in Wonderland trailer. Wow. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Why did they show Rogue One? That's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's Disney. Yeah, what was yeah, yeah. I don't know. We got, scenes, we got the Doctor Strange trailer. Yeah, and all that fantastic. Stuff. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Civil War opens with, again, very ominous look mm -hmm. at a 1991. What did you think of the big white letters across the screen? I like that. That did it for me, actually. I yeah. kind of like that. Well, with yeah. the 3D effect, it kind of yeah. like, I like that. It's, it's very much like, uh, it reminds me of, uh, you know, when Avatar kind of brought back the whole 3D thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. And uh, up until Avatar, 3D was being done, but very, like, tentatively, they're not really. It was all about, like, the gimmick of like throwing yeah. things in your it's face. It's like a right? Muppets thing or whatever, Yeah, right? very much yeah. so. Like it's just like they throw things in your face and you're like, oh, like you go to Universal Studios and they have like some 3D yeah. showings or yeah. whatever. But with this, like with Avatar, remember, they made a big deal about how the fact that it's not just like things jumping in your face, you get the sense of depth, right? Like you yeah. feel like you're there. There's like this, this, you know, there's there's something to it more than just like an image that's like 2D on the on a flat surface. And the the letter I I, I kinda like that effect because it reminded me of how like the 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 interface on some of the things they use in Avatar. Like it's just like there's something kind of hovering yeah. over the screen. In the movie when there's like you know these these holographic like displays and things like that 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 depth yeah. right like this comes out of like it loses focus and it, they pull focus on the character and you feel like you're just i have my hand here but now i'm focusing over there and this goes like a little bit blurry i normally don't like 3d movies all that much because yeah. i think yeah, they I mean, don't yeah. add too much exactly to it. No. experience but when you have little things like this like little interfaces that like they're kind of like you know they're popping up a little bit and they'll go out of focus because the, the action is over here yeah. i like that and the, the letters like they kind of it, it felt that way to me like the same kind of way happened quite a bit and now, what I thought they were going for was this more of this comic book. Yeah, and exactly. And the, the date is just boom, it's up. It's not small text at the bottom. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's the difference. Like, yeah. usually it's like a little thing at the top or the bottom, right? Yeah. Not like a huge, you know, over the, the entire frame. Yeah. I appreciate it. I think uh, Batman v Superman could have used that a couple times, yeah, actually, to be honest, like, just, because at least you always know where you were exactly. during the movie, right? And we jump around a lot in this movie to very, very different countries. Yeah. It's very much a global movie. I, yes. I actually yes. wanted to comment. I was, I was going to make a note on this. Uh, I noticed that, uh, and I think this is kind of like the Russo's thing. I have, a, I have a feeling that's kind of like, that's the flavor that they brought to this. They go for a very, like, globe-trotting, like, Jason Bourne, yeah. kind of like, it's not American-centric. Yeah. It's kind of like all over the world, which I think sells the idea that these guys, they're not just taking care of America like yeah. even though like one of them is literally called Captain, Captain America, America wearing <laughs> blue and red yeah, yeah. but it's like there's a global thing going on yes. like yeah. it's the whole world here is at stake right I, I like it I enjoy it, it, gave, it, it you know why because you know how when uh, Captain America uh, Winter Soldier came out a lot of people were like oh this feels like like a, a spy flick yeah. yes like political it's, thriller. Like, it's like a political th thriller there's the intrigue and all that stuff and this kind of piggybacks off of that in that sense because like again remind, remembering like the, the exploits of born in the flicks they're kind of like going from one country yeah. to the other and it felt that way like yeah. you're not just confined to like oh this is like happening in LA or in New York like yeah. in the first one this is like it, the world is the stage and the world is at stake so. yeah. yeah, but still felt very intimate at the same time you know sometimes, sometimes you get these superhero movies where it's like it's a wide scale but like the whole world's blowing up yeah. this still felt very intimate very character driven in this universe so yeah, yeah I appreciated what they did there 
what people were concerned about was this going to be an Avengers movie. And the first scene out of the gate here is it's addressing a bit of the Winter Soldier, his origin story, right? Mm-hmm. So it's talking about a bit of Siberia, and they're they're showing him in action, kind of using this brainwashing codes. Did you catch the homecoming? That kept coming. Yeah, it seemed like a little nod. And yeah. it's just a nod to the Spider-Man yeah. Homecoming thing, right? Yeah. So I don't yeah. know how that plays. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, as, no. but it's maybe just a small little... All kind of random nod. text, right? But yeah, exactly. I felt, yeah, I felt like every time they said Homecoming, I thought like Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. What, what, are they programming me? Is this... Yeah. And, then, and then that's what I think they're trying to do, right? Is, <laughs> no, that like, is, that's funny. That is subliminal like, programming. Yeah. Because there's a book that came out. It wasn't really tied to the MCU or whatever, but it was called Captain America Homecoming. And it came okay. out before The Winter Soldier. And I was like, oh, is this like... I was like, I was flipping through my comic books yeah. and I was like... Homecoming. Like every now, every time you're homecoming, I all I think is Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, happening. There's little things in there. There's a little scene too when we saw someone in the chamber um, and it had the D and then 23. Yeah. Right? So interesting. Yeah, another, yeah. another little Disney nod. Yeah. We get, the, we get the Winter Soldier going out on a mission. He's been woken up and we see kind of the same torture, brainwashing scenes that we saw in Winter Soldier. And we get this kind of 1991 flash up and then we see him pursuing a car eliminating or assassinating the people inside and then stealing little blue packs or whatever they were. Mm-hmm. My first thought was, okay, Black Panther's in here. These are like liquid vibranium was the first place I went. I didn't really go to the super soldier program, which mm-hmm. eventually that we're, we're told that essentially it is. You know, it's funny because when you mentioned that, right? Like we keep coming back to this mission. Like obviously there's a very, there's a, a great deal of importance to this mission. They keep mentioning the date. Yep. You see the scenes and, and everything. And it's funny because, like, bringing back to, to, to BVS again, like, you, you have a lot of, like, things that, oh, these are, like, you know, flashbacks or dreams or whatever. And that distracts from the movie in a way that this is the opposite. It's like, yeah. you're intrigued. Like, what is that? Like, what's so important about yeah. this? Who yeah. are these people? Yeah. And they forget about it for a while. You have the action. You have, like, what's going on currently. But then you go back to that again. Like, somebody brings up, like, what happened? Where yeah, were you? 1991. Yeah. 1991. Yeah. And, like, what happened? And when the movie, when the, the payoff finally happens, where they show you what happened... Yeah. It was very satisfying. It yeah. didn't feel distracting. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't feel like yeah. this is not adding to the movie. This is a mystery that's like set up right at the beginning, like, right at the get-go. You see it, and then you're like, it, it keeps hinting at it. They come back to it, and it, it felt very satisfying. Mm-hmm. When you see it and how big an event it was, like, holy It's a good payoff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a good payoff. And it kind of sees it, like you said, right through the movie, and it gives you a little bit more information each and every time. Because Zemo talks about it a lot, mm-hmm. and we get yeah. different characters, and then eventually it kind of rounds out. We'll get to that at the yeah. end, but what it rounds out to. And it, yeah, like it says, like you said, it wasn't distracting. I like that. No. It was like, no, you always it had it in the back of your mind, like, oh, yeah, there's this thing with Winter Soldier. What's the deal with that? Yeah, like, you yeah. want to keep knowing yeah. more about it. And it builds yeah, you, more. you see the scene, right? Yeah. And they, they stash that away for a while, but yeah. they keep dropping the reference, yeah. and you see a little bit more in the scene. And when they give you, like, you're ready, and you're like, okay, this is it. Like, the characters got to where they need to be, yeah. and like we we have enough runtime that like this is about right. So it just it all felt right. Like yes. it, it was a, it was a satisfying satisfying is a word that keeps coming back when talking about this movie. It was yeah. a satisfying payoff. It was well done. It did not distract like other movies that try to do the whole like oh let's see like you know a dream sequence or yes. like a vision of the future or like yeah. a flashback or whatever. Uh, it, it was just well done. It was, it was well a payoff done. within the movie. It wasn't setting up something else. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That makes Great. a huge difference. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is not just like them teasing you, teasing you. It's like, no, give us another $14. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll tell yeah. you in three years. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You, you get to actually see that to its completion. And, Definitely. And then we had a tie in comic called Captain America. Not Road to War. There's a, an infant comic series that actually, before we get to the first big fight scene that takes place in Nigeria, so we get the new Avengers, the ones that come out of Age of Ultron. Yeah. So we get Vision, Scarlet Witch, Rhodey, Falcon, Cat, Black Widow yes. in, in a big fight sequence. So there's a small tie-in comic that actually shows you the Avengers going from Age of Ultron and eventually into this battle in Lagos, which is pretty cool. So this is about a year out from Age of Ultron. 
as far as timeline goes within the MCU. And then we get essentially the wrapping up of the of the arc within Winter Soldier with Brock Rumlow's crossbones. And so we get him coming back and you know, a couple great lines from Brock Lumlow talking about, yeah, I'm pissed off at you because you dropped a building on my face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very comic book. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was, it was. And he's great in that. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Short yeah. sequence. If, if the only, the only complaint, like a minor quibble I have with this movie, it's the fact that I felt that he was underused. But there's so much going on in the movie, yeah. it, was, it would be very hard to keep him coming back, especially because he's not that big a character. Right. right? Yeah. Like he's, he's a guy who was like, he was an antagonist of Cap in the last movie. Mm-hmm. And then he's now leading these like paramilitary, like terrorist groups, right? Mm-hmm. But he's not some kind of like brains of the operation no, like really yeah. conduct so it, I think if they try to keep bringing that guy back and forcing him to be the antagonist like yeah. the anti-cap yeah. it might have felt a little bit forced a little flat yeah uh, so yeah exactly so while I was like oh it's too bad that like he comes in and he has the suit and he's like he's a match for cap yeah. but he kind of got taken out uh, yeah. early on uh, and I was like oh that kind of like I wanted to see more of him but you know, it's I like a very very minor complaint of all yeah. the things you can complain about a movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fact that you didn't get too much of a character who's largely inconsequential to the main thing. It's you know, it's it's, it's still pretty good. Yeah, and yeah. he he really is in there to not only tie into the Winter Soldier a bit tighter, but also he there to facilitate this battle that eventually leads to the culmination and this more of this mm-hmm. instant thing. Like we talked about, is there going to be an incident? A very yeah. particular, like in the comic book where you have Stanford explosion and you get a lot of kids dying and stuff like that. This is more of a culmination of numerous events and this is just another piece of those of those incidents that eventually lead to the Sokovia Accords we have a really big fight scene in here and we're kind of thrusted right into it very similar to Winter Soldier again right you have a little bit of backstory and then boom you're into the action yeah what you guys think there because this is our first look at some of these characters in big battle sequence particularly like Scarlet Witch and Falcon Sean in this fight sequence Falcon is a badass with those wings yeah the shield that he uses yeah and he's got them up and they're kind of oh wow it's you know the Russos really know how to handle action scenes they well. They do. They really do. They really which do. you wouldn't expect from guys who were became famous shooting a, a sitcom. Basically. Exactly. Going back right? to Winter Soldier, seeing the hand to hand combat, the knife action going on with Winter Soldier and Cap, it's incredible. And they continue it again here. Lots of stunt work. They don't really rely so much on the CG until later on to another film uh, favorite, um, the airport scene. Yeah. So yes. everything else is really just stunt work. It's just fantastically done. Because a lot of it you can't do CG in this. Yes, you yeah. love with the Scarlet Witch stuff. Yeah, fine. Yeah. But a lot of the with the Cap and the Falcon and the Bucky, yeah. Bucky and all that. it's all hand to hand combat yeah. and it's just fantastic to see because like the biggest thing and one of the big things that got the Russos onto Winter Soldier was one of the community episodes they did like a paintball fight yes. and they're like these guys can shoot action they know where to put the cameras they know how to they did a few I believe it was yeah. a two parter yeah. once and then they did a, another two parter if I remember correctly Interesting. this is a fantastic way to get kind of a feel for and the cohesiveness of this new Avengers group because it was really at the end of Age of Ultron that we got their introduction yeah. and we never really right saw up, them fighting right together the end, yeah, that's right yeah. And this, we don't have Rhodey or Vision in this fight, so you don't get the whole unit there. Mm-hmm. But just seeing how much Wanda, how far she's come mm-hmm. as far as developing her skills, because she really saves Captain America. Yeah. Because yeah. towards yeah. the end of this fight sequence, we get Brock Rumlow, Crossbones, trying to commit suicide and taking Cap with him. Mm-hmm. And she protects him and then chucks him up into this building. But it doesn't then, quite work how she yeah. planned. Yeah. So again, it's, it's showing that, yes... The, they have been training for a year, yeah. but she still hasn't fully developed her powers oh, no, and control right. over them, right? Uh, they're constantly, like, it's one thing you see in the comics, right? And you didn't, I don't think we've seen this that much in superhero movies. 
they're 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 helping each other out in these like I'll do this and you finish them off kind of yeah. thing. Like yeah. you boost me up, I'll hold this guy, you take him out. Uh, so yeah, so you get that idea that these guys have been working as a unit. They know how to like do in like in video game terms, they're like doing a special off of one another yeah. and stuff like that. They leveled up exactly <laughs> right. So yeah. so no, that's that's really cool to see. Like obviously she she she's gotten a much more of a handle on her powers, right? Mm. But we needed that event yeah. to to happen, right? And it makes sense that it'd be like they're trying to because I mean I knew going in that the the, the situation with the school in Stanford wasn't going to happen. Like no. it, it didn't yeah. look that way to me. But I knew for a fact, like from seeing the trailers, like one of those, it's one of these. They're going to yeah. screw one of these up. Yeah, and it made it made sense. Like like you're saying, like you know, Crossbones trying to kill himself and take Cap with him. Wanda like contains the explosion the last second, hoist the guy up. But then she loses control a little bit, and it was a little bit too close to a building. Maybe she didn't notice where, you know, seeing from below. Right. Uh, and it's funny because I, I fly drones, right? So flying drones, I can tell you, <laughs> it's hard to pinpoint exactly where things... Because once things are up there, they become very much 2D to you. Yeah. It's hard to tell, like, how far and, you know... So that's kind of what happens. She kind of, like, flies the guy up, yeah. and it explodes on the side of the building, and that grenade was packing a huge punch because pretty much the, the whole side of the building yeah. has taken yeah. out. And that's kind of, like, the event that, like, you could see in the MCU that people were already going, shifting towards, like, I thought, like, a great hint in that way was in at the end of um, The First Avengers, where they have, like, a bunch of, like, montages of, like, the reporters yeah. talking to people. And then there's, yeah. like, Stan Lee shows up, like, oh, superheroes in New York, like, get out of here. Yeah. And one of the guys is like, oh, the destroyer, whatever, like, who's going to pay for this? And I was like, oh, there I see go. where they're going yeah, with this. foreshadowing. So we already yeah. have, like, that. that's the event that really forces the, the government's hand to come up with the Sokovia Accord, right? But you already had that kind of exactly. like underlying, like, you know, that's why when Ross is showing like all the different events, right? Like you had you had Sokovia, you had New York. Washington. Washington, right? So like, as you're watching that scene where he's like, basically he's explaining to the characters, but he's also giving the, the, the audience a refresher. Like, this is not coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Look at all they have done. Like, there's yeah. a reason for this. And this is one of the things I like both about the comic and the movie, that this is not a, a, a black and white, a very, like, clear-cut good versus evil. Exactly. There is an argument for the registration, right? Yeah. Which, in the comics, is called registration. This is called Sokovia course. And there's the argument against. And they're both handled, I think, very well. Yeah. Like, you have the character of uh, I think uh, Damien's or Owen's uh, Damien's mother in uh, in Civil War. Oh, okay, right? yeah. The, the yeah. little kid who had yes. like the little uh, Iron Man Iron figure. figure. Yeah. Exactly. She spits on Tony, Tony Stark face. at the funeral, right? Yeah. So you have like they 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 spend some time showing that Cap, uh, sorry Iron Man is feeling guilty over what he does. Mm-hmm. He really realizes it. But then they also spend time showing that we can't be a pawn of governments. We have to be able to have autonomy. And both are done very well. Neither one is like full, at least for me. Neither one is fully convincing me that they are the right side, yeah. which I liked. There's so much gray there, and I found myself bouncing back and forth. Like yeah. I inherently migrate towards Cap because Cap's Same my for boy. Yeah. But like when you're talking about you know accountability. And the fact that there's no one kind of controlling these people, I'm kind of like, well, that kind of makes sense. Like, I just don't really know which side to go on. Yeah. And Vision has a really cool line when they start debating the Accord is that, you know, ever since the enhanced people have shown up, there's been this exponential increase in villains and people trying to challenge the Avengers. Yes. Yeah. And it's, I thought that was a really, really cool line. It is. It's. It, it, it brought me back to The Dark Knight when Batman is talking to, uh, well, Bruce Wayne is talking to uh, Alfred. They, they, they mention there, too, how the reason the Joker happened and the reason that the mob sought the, the Joker for help is because Batman pushed him to desperation. Exactly. Right? And you have that. Like, it's it's very interesting how this plays up here because this is kind of like a trope in, in superhero mythos, right? Like, the superheroes come up and you think that, how come they don't just solve everything? Like, they're super 
superpower. Like if, if these people existed in our in, in our world, wouldn't everything just be better? Because but it's not quite like that. They show like yeah. no things would be worse for it in a way, right? Yeah. Because you have more damage. You Escalation. Have, yeah. The people who are powered, they're not all going to be good. Exactly. So I found that very interesting. I like that idea, right? Like mm-hmm. I like the idea. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys read uh, Injustice. Yep. Yeah. Right? In, year one and two. Exactly. Yep. It's a great line. Phenomenal. Right? Like, and and they they really much play with the like. What if Superman just decided to like fix everything? Wouldn't mm-hmm. that just be great? Mm-hmm. But they show that it's not quite that simple. And yeah. I like when stories treat it with that realism. Like it's not as simple as just like a super powered being showing up and protecting us because there's going to be problems, right? Like if exactly, I hand yeah. you a gun, it's not going to be all great. Like do you no. have something in your hands that is dangerous, potentially dangerous? Yeah. Nobody with a lot of power can be 100% trusted to use it well every time. And that's the thing. You don't know who you're handing the gun to sometimes, right? Exactly. It's like, sure, I'll give this to you, but you don't know what you're going to do with it. No. And at the same time, you see this, I think, really cool progression of Tony Stark because there's a line in Iron Man 2 where he says, I have successfully privatized world peace. I think that's the first one, is it not? Well, one or the other. So essentially, I think it's during the court scene with Justin Hammer. You're right. Oh, okay. you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And so that's that arrogance of Tony Stark. And we've seen him come so far from that point where he's tried to basically privatize world peace and it's not working because you have so much escalation going into this. And it's going out of control. Like Because in the beginning, right, like we have Iron Man and then... Nick Fury shows up is like, no, you're not the only one, yeah. right? And that's the problem. Like, you have the people who are super powered and have good motivations, and you have the people who don't have those motivations, and you have people who can switch. Because, again, how can you trust that the good guy will remain the good guy well, it's, it's, forever? It's just another line out of, of The Dark Knight, right? Yeah, it's yeah. right. You live, you either die the hero, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, I, I like that. I like how it, it's all, it's not just like these are the good guys, these are the bad guys, it's super clear. No, it's, it, it's a little more fluid than that, yeah. right? Yeah. Even more so than the comic book, actually, yeah, itself. It's, yeah. Yeah, there's not, there's, yeah, there's not that divide. And that's what's really cool about this is that, and we'll talk a bit about Zemo, but there's not really an antagonist in the movie. No, there isn't. And it's it's very different type of comic book movie in the fact that you don't know which side you're pulling for. Usually you're kind of like, there's a clear cut black and white, you know, you're, you're cheering for Cap, you're cheering for the Avengers. Here, it was all over the place. I did not know which way to go. And you can see the character motivations behind some of this. And this is where they bring in Wakanda, right? You see them come to the forefront and leading the charge with the Sokovia Accords and coming out of the shadows. And that's referenced directly by King T'Chaka, which is mm-hmm. also a nice presence in the film. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool because I, I really like that. Like Everything about the movie felt very... Even though it's like a very comic booky movie, it felt very grounded and real. Like when yeah. the Chaka is, is talking, and then uh, Black Widow has to kind of like, you know, we're sorry. Like I'm, I'm representing the group that kind yeah. of caused this. We're really sorry, and we're trying to to, to do this right. And the Chaka is like, you know, he's he's appreciative of it, mm-hmm. and and everything. Like the stakes felt real, right? Yes. Like they they screwed up. They killed, you know, the, these uh, nationals of a different country, mm-hmm. and now they kind of have to to respond to it. Yeah. And the king is right here, mm-hmm. so they're trying. Like everything felt. Very, you had the political kind of intrigue of it, right? Like, there's this is basically an, an international diplomatic incident, yeah. and the Avengers are responsible. So, all of that, like, kind of even if you're siding with Cap, you can't help but be like, but look at what happened. Like, they Iron Man does have a point, and yeah. his motivations, like you were saying, they make sense. It's the, he's not just opposing Cap because you read the comic and one opposes the other, yeah, yeah. but no, like, you see his 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 battle with accepting what happened and he, the, his consciousness, right? Like, he the conversation he has with the mother like kind of like the surrogate for uh, I think Damien is the name of the kid right, yeah and there's right. and then it's a, like Sharp right that's yeah. the character this is the point in the conflict yeah. that sets Tony Stark off and we get that mimic right in the movie it was great I thought it was 
it, it came off very sincere. Uh, when you see Batman fighting Superman, it's I, I compare it to just you're just seeing two action figures kind of smashing yep. together on the screen because you don't know these guys. This is the first time you're seeing uh, Affleck as Batman, yep. and you only saw Superman once, and yep. he wasn't he didn't convince me he was Superman. You yep. know what I mean? With these guys, you had that time to to get to to know them and like them as characters, and you saw how they they had a conflict at first, then they became a team, and now they're going to conflict. They're going the whole like they're yep. they're coming full circle again back to conflict yeah. and there's more weight to when when captain is trying to argue with 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 iron man or really it's i felt there was more the other way around like iron man is trying to convince captain yeah. and you get the frustration that he's like he's bringing me back a good point but i i need to convince yeah. him like this is the right thing he even says like i want to punch you in your in your, your teeth. perfect teeth yeah. Yeah. Because he's like he's stubborn because he believes he's he's right. And in fact they mentioned something that's right out of the comic when he mentioned something about how I forget the exact line, but he says if the whole world is telling you to move and you you just plant your feet down and you just say, No, you move, I believe that that's, that's right out of the comic. Okay. Not the main event, but one of them. I remember yeah, that. That yeah. line specifically, I, I know cool. it was it Sharon Carter as well that, that delivery. I, I, I don't think it was Sharon Carter. I think if I remember that's correctly. It's a cap line out of a Spider Man tie and I think. I, oh, I believe I believe you're yeah. right. But that line, like the the, the the line is exactly like the world is telling you to move and mm-hmm. you're telling the world to move, that is right out of the comic. Yeah. Which I like, I like that, that because there's quite a few differences, right? Like yeah. I remember oh, yeah. I joked on Twitter that like when the trailer came out and it was, you know, pretty different from what we saw in the comics, I was like, Oh yeah, the trailer based on the trailer, Civil War is gonna have a lot of things in common with the comic book, like the name and a bunch of other stuff, I'm sure. <laughs> because it was quite different, which is yeah. necessary because it's a different world yeah. they created, right? Yeah. But to keep like dropping these little things about the movie, like the fact that Iron Man went to Superman. Uh, sorry, to Spider-Man to recruit him yeah. Yeah. very much like it happens he gives exactly. him a suit upgrade yeah. very much like it happens in the comics not yeah. exactly the same way yeah. but you you constantly like it's them saying look we know the material don't yeah. worry we're, yeah. we're kind of yeah. we're, we've we're been reading things. this yeah we're Marvel yeah. Yeah. yeah we're yeah. changing yeah. things around because we have to yeah. but don't worry we got your back like you like the comics we like them too here's yeah. what we can put in exactly. it, it still makes sense yeah. with, with Tony and Cap here on opposite sides like Cap is coming at this from very much a soldier. So he's a trained man. He's used to dealing with death. He knows you go into a fight with soldiers. There's going to be collateral damage both on your side and the other and to the civilian side. Where Iron Man's coming from a perspective of, and I think that he's felt guilty since Iron Man 1 when he found out that his missiles were being used by the bad guys, by the enemy, to target civilians. So we've seen an overall evolution of Tony Stark's character to the point now where he feels so much remorse and so much guilt towards what he's done that he's funding MIT students all their projects, right? He says that. This is just to alleviate my guilt a little bit. Mm -hmm. And Cap's coming at this from like, we can't save everyone. We just have to save as many people as we can. So that's very much a soldier talking. Yeah. Very pragmatic, right? Yeah. He's like, look, here's the reality. Sometimes we can't save everybody. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just going to happen that way. Whereas Iron Man is being a little bit more idealistic. I think like, no, yeah. we should try more. Maybe we can find a better solution yeah. than this, right? Even though he's not coming out and saying that this is the perfect solution, mm-hmm. he wants as close as perfect. And that means uh, as close as to fewer casualties exactly. as possible. Yeah. It says in Age of Ultron, right? It's... You know, we fight so we don't have to fight tomorrow. And he's all about ending the war, right? And he even goes back to when he was selling weapons. You know, father said the best weapon is one you never have to fire. I said the best weapon is one you only have to fire once. Which was a great line. It's all about ending the war. Where Captain America, 
And this comes from a little bit of a darker place in Age of Ultron when he goes to his flashbacks. Is he does not know how to be a normal civilian outside of war. Right. He grew up in the 1940s. So big war. He goes to war, becomes Captain America, is frozen, comes back into war, the Chitari, and then he becomes with S.H.I.E.L.D. and all that. So he's never known anything different. So he's coming at this from, this is my life. This is how I know how to operate. I'm out there protecting people. That's what I do. And I don't want anyone handcuffing me because that's also alluded to in Winter Soldier is that, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. is pointing Captain America at things, kind of guiding him, and he gets tired of that. Again, it's they're very different ideologies, and you can see why they're conflicting. Tony's evolving a bit where Cap's, like, like you said, this pragmatic character. And it's funny because it's if you think about it, it's sort of like a, a very similar thing that happened in Batman vs. Superman. You have one who's just angry and, and wants to prevent more more catastrophes, right? But you have the other that sort of like, he caused it, but it's sort of inevitable. Like, I, I just really enjoy the fact that, and, and maybe that's what kind of like didn't do it for me with, with Batman vs. Superman, because they explore with the same kind of like, you know, this guy is just angry at the, what happened. This guy, you know, the, he wants more accountability. He wants somebody to be held accountable. And the other one is like the most, you know, it's going with a completely different vision, more like shit happens kind of yeah. kind of perspective. In Civil War, the fact that it, that, that conflict plays out to its conclusion without like the okay we, we figured this out let's like kill doomsday now like you know what i yeah. mean yeah. it didn't feel like I'm so happy that didn't happen in this. <laughs> right like it's it, it didn't have like one big baddie it's like no we have to work this out so when when one is arguing with the other and they're trying to like there's several instances in the movie when when iron man is like trying to talk to captain like look this is what we need to do like this is necessary and captain saying no like we can't do that because of this both make sense you 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 feel like the the conflict and that that divide and because they both make sense they're both making good points and you've known these characters for a while it has just so much more weight to it you yeah. know like there's moments there's a moment later in the film where where iron man is legit hurt at, at, at what yeah. Cap is doing. And then he starts lashing at him, like, in anger. Like, at mm. first they're kind of like, you can see the, the punches are being pulled Held for a while. Yep. But then they just no go... They're trying like, to kill each other. Yeah, yeah like... Disable. Exactly. Yeah. They're trying to, like... But then it gets to a point where they're, like, really going at it. Oh, and yeah. That feels real. That feels like two yeah. friends who've been trying to make this work, but for whatever reason, they couldn't see eye to eye, and now, like, the stakes are higher, and the exactly. battle is just like, you don't know what could happen here, right? Because as we know, at the, not the end of Civil War, but going with the, the next thing that happens in Civil War is that Cap's in, uh, Cap ends up dying. And I was wondering if they would go that route with this movie. Well, if you look at this in episode 19, that's <laughs> the way I thought. I was, I would have bet an enormous amount of money that's the way they're going to go, is the death of Captain America. I was waiting for that. And that's the only thing I would say that detracted from the movie for me was I was waiting for that to happen. I was waiting for them to set that up. And that's my own fault. That's just because I'm so immersed in the comics that I was waiting for something big to happen. It seemed to make sense, right? Like yeah. That would be a big, like, these movies, I like this. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's, a, I forget there's like the unusual cliche in like comic, not comic books, but sorry, uh, in, uh, I guess comic books to an extent, but in cartoons, this is more frequent. Uh, a situation is presented, everything goes crazy, and at the end, everything is resolved and everything's yeah. back to normal. Yeah. MC, the MC, I like how things are actually changing like the events at the end of uh, Winter Soldier S.H.I.E.L.D. was no more like this is a big change in the status quo of that universe right because like the Avengers team is different now like Thor and and the Hulk they're not really Avengers at this point anymore they're just kind of like off doing whatever and that's something that's right through the comics right from issue like four Mm -hmm. is that this roster is constantly evolving constantly changing and they're bringing that into this this is an event movie and coming out of events when you when you akin them to comic books 
the status quo should be changing. It should be completely different. We shouldn't have, and we the events we don't like the most in comic books are the ones that have zero consequences. Is that you go into them, something happens, everyone's out, and then you get just the same comic books coming out the other side. This is completely different yep. when we end this movie. This this movie goes through a massive evolution of characters, and each and every character that's in it gets their own little small evolution, small little narrative push into the next movie, into phase three. And then we get General Ross, who's now Secretary Ross, which I think was a great callback to the Incredible Hulk series. One yeah. series that's not particularly tie tied in very well to the no, Marvel yeah. it's it's pretty much one of the biggest, like, watch it or maybe don't. Mm. It's totally fine. Yeah. It's totally fine. You don't have it, which kind of sucks because I love Actually, Hulk. yeah, I like that one. It's a good one, yeah. So then we, we find ourselves in Vienna. We get the Wakandans coming out to the forefront and really supporting the, the Accords. And then we have this explosion right after we get the introduction of T'Challa as well. And this explosion later is revealed to be Zemo, who is, again, Sokovian now, not kind of your German, German yeah. Hydra mm-hmm. character. But he's kind of facilitating a lot of this and causing a lot of this. And we see the death of T'Chaka and essentially the framing of Winter Soldier, which sets off the whole Black Panther Winter Soldier arc mm-hmm. into this movie. And they don't wait very long to get to Black Panther out of this, which oh, is really? amazing. They didn't wait till the end to show you Black Panther. Thank this goodness. Yeah. Right out of the gates. So we get mm-hmm. this massive bombing and then essentially the hunt for the Winter Soldier, for Bucky. Yeah. Bucky, again, he's been hiding a lot since Winter Soldier. He's got his memories back and they kind of, they show this at the start that they need this programming to be occurring for him to become the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And without that, he kind of, kind of remembers who he is and we get Steve Rogers and everyone looking for the Winter Soldier now. Because yeah. he's been missing for the last two years. This event flushes him out. First, we get Captain America approaching and finding Bucky. And then we get this awesome scene where we have basically the duo of Captain America and Bucky yeah. fighting these these soldiers, or these SWAT team or whatever mm-hmm. they are, down the stairwell. Wow. And how good is that? We get a lot of use of Bucky's soup of the arm. Yes. And we get a lot of like Captain America being like, you can't kill anyone. And, yeah. and Bucky's like, well, I'm not going to kill anyone. And then there's a couple of scenes where Cap catches a guy and he's like, come on, yeah, man. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Still exactly. humor yeah. in there, yeah. right? Yeah. No, oh, it was, it's great. That scene, I think that scene was great in a lot of ways. Like first you see that there's there's the action, right? Mm-hmm. That's the most superficial, like, oh, it looks great. Like it's yeah. exciting, right? Yeah. But you also have like, this is a big move for Cap. Like, because he's basically siding with somebody who everybody believes to be a terrorist. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's like the terrorist coming to arrest, like, oh, sorry, the, the police coming to arrest like a terrorist. Mm-hmm. And you're in the house. Not that's bad enough. Yeah. And then now you're fighting back the yeah, cops exactly. to save this guy's Defending ass. Them. So like yeah. the whole time, like it's a great scene. Like there's some humor. Like you're saying, like oh come on, man. Like he's yeah. trying to like minimize the damage that's yeah. being caused. But at the same time, story wise, like this is a big. Like he he just screwed up right now because mm-hmm. how do you explain that? Like you're you're essentially siding with the terrorists, like yep. aiding and abetting a guy who killed the king of a country. Right? Like yeah. how is this gonna look? So the whole time I'm like, this is a great scene, but this is also like this is a serious move big turning point yeah, yeah like yeah. drawing that line right this yeah exactly like you be. this you you just cross a huge line here like what's gonna happen now right and like black widow alludes to that it's like just stay out of this cap mm-hmm. you know it's just just going to get worse by you getting involved and he and he says what are you gonna arrest me right and that kind of starts that whole evolution of because she's black widow's playing kind of both sides right mm-hmm. she's which makes perfect personal, sense yeah, for exactly. that personal yeah. relationship with Cap, yeah. but also she's kind of seeing on the other side, right? She's been kind of with Stark at the, at the point, even to the point going to the Vienna conference to ratify all the all the mm-hmm. accords. And so you see her playing both sides, and I love that fight scene. And that's when you get the Black Panther coming into this. How good does his costume look? His costume's incredible, it looks amazing. Yeah, it like, looks like 
It's when because you have you see that the costume is is some kind of armor, right? Because bullets mm, vibranium, like, yeah. is yeah. vibranium, right? Yeah. But also you have kind of like you know the the necklace the with necklace. like the teeth, like they yeah. they did like a stylized like it's not an actual necklace with actual teeth, yeah. but you can see like it it sells you the idea that this is like a traditional exactly. like Wakanda exactly. thing yeah. that in the past say like fifty years before it was just like a guy wearing like a suit, yeah. and over time because Wakanda is like a like a very technologically advanced. Yeah. Uh, nation yeah. it, over time like what was just like some guy in a suit mm-hmm. eventually became kind of like when you think of like you read um, Spider-Man tw- uh, 2099 oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah right so like the suit it's like it's enhanced it's it has all these yeah, other things that's kind of yeah. like what how I feel that is like this would be like this this Black Panther is to the original Black Panther what Spider-Man 2099 yeah. is to the original oh, Spider-Man amazing. like Peter yeah, Parker right like exactly. it's kind of like the same lineage same <laughs> same name same mission yeah. same mantle but a bunch of upgrades because well it's you know 2016 yeah. right exactly. so I thought it looked it looked amazing. Uh, the fight scene was great. He really sells it that this guy is a warrior. Like this yeah, guy exactly. is a force to be yeah. you know to be reckoned with. He's 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 a tank. Yeah, yeah he's incredible. And he's swift on his feet. You can notice when guys are hopping here and there, you can hear the sounds. But him, he's just he's light on his feet. You can't even hear this guy move. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of very reminiscent of the T one thousand. Yeah, he's just constantly chasing these guys. Yeah, yeah, down, yeah. Right? No, that that chasing was great. Incredible. That yeah, that whole all through the tunnel and all that, and you get the three of them chasing each other, and they all have some sort of enhancement, and they're jumping mm-hmm. over cars and running past yeah, cars, flipping motorcycles. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, knock, uh, yeah, because uh, the Winter Soldier at one point he knocks a guy, grabs the motor- motorcycle, yep. and kind of like spins around and jumps on it. You yep. got to take from like the top to like yeah. see what he was doing. Oh, Probably yeah. some a little bit of stunt work doing that. Whenever I see like a, a camera cut like that, like trying to get from different angles, I always imagine like they they rigged up some kind of like practical effect and they're just really trying to show it off and see it from other angles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you have the guy spinning the motorcycle, jumping on it, and with with the Black Panther right behind him and Cap trying to yep. like defuse the situation. Exactly. Get his buddy back. Yeah. At that point, he's pretty much screwed because now there's like you know it, it became a much bigger thing at this yeah. point. So I don't really know what he was hoping to even achieve. Once the fight got to that level, like yeah. you guys are all going to jail. Like there's yeah. no <laughs> way around this. Yeah, and they do eventually get caught. Right, and yeah. we have quickly, which I did not think was going to happen this early. The reveal that T'Challa is the Black Panther. Yeah, that's great. They didn't yeah. waste any time. They because just at did one it. point Falcon's yeah. flying. He's like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Yeah. And, then and then not too far after, we have him taking off the mask. Yeah, I thought it was going to be more of an Iron Man thing, where it's kind of like flipped down or whatever. But it's right. kind of cool. It's just a, a I think it's yeah. good that they went that route because yeah. you got already two characters that have that kind of like super mechanized, yeah. like, you know. So if another one, I think it might cause a little bit of what they call uh, consumer confusion, yeah. where like now. This, oh, so this guy's like, so he's kind of like an Iron Man too. Mm-hmm. Like, is this his power yeah. too? Can he yeah. fly too? Exactly. So it, 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 it distinguishes the two because you yeah. already you already have two guys who are wearing suits. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it makes sense that they're let's go a little bit differently. Yeah, like and as to him being like that agile, swift kind of character, yeah. suppose that robotic, you see that in heavy. His, his fight sequences too when he's out of the suit, he's doing yeah, a lot of still... legs, a lot of like very you know nimble jumping around, yes. and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. high impactful hits. It's really cool. What do you think of their accents? The, the Wakanda I, accents? I liked it. I was surprised. I thought it was going to be a little more heavy, a little more strong, you know, like thicker. But it's just kind of light. But I liked it. It worked for the character. Chadwick Boseman just knocked this out of the park. Oh, this guy, yeah, he's unreal. In that he's role. incredible. I just yeah. can't wait to see a standalone. Right? As I was seeing this, it's like, yeah, I, it was like, it was coming back to me. Yeah, we're going to get to see a standalone yeah. Panther movie. Yeah. I was like, this is great. And it's, a, it's basically a backdoor pilot, if you will, use that phrase, to Black Panther. But it felt so organic in the movie. Like, yeah, it, this makes sense why he would be here and why he he's around and why he's chasing out from Winter Soldier and it just didn't feel like it was shoehorned in like right. oh hey Black Panther's coming in 2018 or 2017 whenever it's coming just remember yeah. this was like this felt like even if there wasn't a Black Panther movie that felt like it should be in there that made sense yeah. not to mention one thing that I loved about the Black Panther and really any new like super powered 
person that shows up in these stories. It's very much like in the comic at this stage because now we have a world where, like, at first, like, wow, Iron Man, wow, oh, Captain America, the yeah. Hulk, like, that's great. But now it's gotten to a point where it's like, oh, there's some new crazy, like, have you seen this? Yeah. There's some new guy. Yeah. And then nobody really knows who this guy is, what he can do. Right. Right? Like, if he's, like, a legit superhero or he's just some crazy dude with exactly. a suit or whatever, mm-hmm. we don't know this. In the comic, you see that all the time. Yeah. When Spidey runs up into, like, a new villain, he's like, oh, who are you yeah. supposed to be? Yeah. Like, what's up with you? Yeah, the villain and of the week. Exactly, yeah. the villain of the week, yeah. right? So, like, that works in that world. The MCU now... As, as like this 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 fictitious universe that works just like in the comics like some new guy is like kicking ass and mm-hmm. wearing a suit and yeah. we're like well let's try to kind of figure out what this is like if if the, if this were to even happen I think in in Avengers where you have just some say Black Panther shows up in the Avengers I think there wasn't enough setup for us to buy that this oh wait wait up like this guy like let's try to figure out who this is now with everything that we've seen so far and you have the idea of like the quote unquote miracle so you know like they've already established that like there's super powered people that were like experimented on it works now for like and the same thing with with, uh, with Stark uh, figures out about uh, Spider-Man and goes after him and same situation like we live in this world where people have special abilities and a lot of them are choosing to do good with them, mm-hmm. right? And we're kind of running into them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Same way, like some choose to do not so good with them, right? So I like that. <laughs> I like that it works like in the comics now. Like mm-hmm. it, it makes sense if, if they introduce a new character. The groundwork's know? there to, yeah, it's to fully accept. Yeah, a yeah. New character. It doesn't yeah. seem like wait, how? Wait, where yeah. did this guy come from? Like yeah. it, it works. If all, it'd be like if you went back to Iron Man, all of a sudden through Thor and Black Panther into that movie, you're like, whoa, yeah. what yeah. is happening? Yeah, here? no, this is like this a little too yeah. crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Too early. Mm-hmm. So no, I like that. I like that it's very much like in the comics. They can introduce a guy, not even tell us a whole bunch about it, but you're sold. Yeah. 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 And what was cool about his reveal too. My wife leaned over to me in the movie theater and said, "Did we know that T'Challa was Black Panther?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, as a comic, as a comic book, reader, yeah. yeah, of course." Yeah. But you, who's never seen like that's a cool reveal to yeah. see. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, now I get why he's so pissed off and he's chasing Bucky. Exactly. And it kind of really fit, and I, I thought it was a cool experience to have as someone that didn't know who Black Panther was. Right. And it's like, think of that's that. really, really yeah. cool. That he's that's who it is. Yeah. Right? I, I didn't even think of that because I was just looking through the eyes of somebody who knows the character. Exactly. So like, oh yeah, the Chaka, his son, and he got killed. Obviously, Black Panther wants yeah. to kick his ass. Exactly. Like, it makes perfect sense. It, but like you're saying, like we we are accepting that these movies are made for people who watch all the other movies. But a lot of people don't know Black Panther, mm-hmm. right? So for yeah. for somebody who's even like you have the box sets, you have the action figures, you love the MCU, mm-hmm. maybe the Black Panther is a complete like unknown for you. Yeah. Well, and he's someone that's never really even been alluded to. And there's been some little hints. He's maybe Voltron, there's Wakanda. Yeah, Wakanda. Yeah, yeah. 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 I thought he was actually going to be when. when I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah I thought so too. But it was kind of cool that they held it off, right? They've been seeding this a, a little bit, and they've got the announcement of the movie. And that's how you do but, it right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like let's build this, and we don't even. The great thing about this is that this is a Spider-Man origin movie. This is the Black Panther origin movie. Yeah. We can just run in there, in there when they get to their solos. We don't need to go. Yes, they're going to go back exactly. and revisit it, whether it's in the credits or a flashback or something, but. It's it's something that we can go in and be like, I know that guy from Civil War. Yeah. Like for non comic book readers, mm-hmm. and I really liked him in Civil War. His costume was awesome. He fought awesome. I'm gonna go check this movie out. Black yeah. Panther is kick ass. Yeah, and you don't need to be like go back and say, well, we need to tell you know 30 years, 40 years, 50, 100 years of Wakandan history and go through this. We just jump straight into this. That T'Challa is now the king of Wakanda. He is the Black Panther, and we'll talk about the end credit scene a bit yeah. about how that all evolves into his own movie. Yeah. But it, like my wife was like, he's one of the best characters in the movie. Like, I oh, really he was like absolutely great. He was absolutely great. Yeah. His motivation was on point. His fighting, the suit, everything about him yeah. was great. Everything, and even how he turns around yeah. and realizes that he was going down a dangerous path. Yeah. 
everything was well handled. Yeah. It wasn't because he realized that you know someone's mother was the same name. And Martha. Oh my god! Don't Martha. even start on that. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's great how they handle things. Even Spider Man, you know, where Tark starts like you know, well, how this power happened, and he's like, ah, oh, it's a long story, and he's about to get into it, and then Stark kind of interrupts him, he's like, you know, what? we don't need to hear about it, which is great. You know, it's kind of fan service. We all know the whole uh, Spider Man no, origin. It's right? great. It's, it's awesome. Great. It's like when uh, one thing like Spider like Spider Man was just an absolute joy, such a hit, so yeah. great. Like the fact that one thing that I enjoy not just about Spider Man but how they're constantly like just like the comics they're fighting and then talking. Everybody He's kind of like, yeah, yeah. Like not only him but like with with one thing that I just enjoyed so much. There's this uh, trope called lampshade hanging. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar. Not familiar, with that. no. Uh, maybe the listeners aren't either. So basically, lampshade hanging is when in a story, like a movie or a series comic book, whatever, there's something that is it doesn't make sense in the story, mm-hmm. right? Instead of ignoring that, the character himself will draw attention cool. to that. So one example, very recent, it's like a very out there example, is when Deadpool, you guys saw, of course, oh, yeah. uh, he goes into the uh, Xavier Mansion, and he's like, it's funny how it's every time yeah. it's all just you two here. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. called Lampshade Hanging. Yeah. Like, That's awesome. At, we will notice that. It's so weird that it's on too. But the character is, it is, is addressing yeah. that. It's a way of the, the filmmakers to say, hey, we know, okay? We yeah. know. We know you're going yeah. to joke about it, but we're aware of that. That's awesome. And in, in, uh, in um, uh, Civil War, one thing that I really like is that when... Uh, Spidey comes on and then he's what did he say? He's like, he sees Cap throwing the shield and he's like, that thing doesn't fall the yeah. laws of physics yeah. at all. Yeah. I, love yeah, I love that. I love that. I love that. Yeah, that's that great. That's great. They used it a couple of times. Even when Stark first meets Spider Man, it's kind of a play on words where he's like, you know, I've been expecting you for quite some time. It's kind of like the fans have been wanting yeah. Spider Man to meet the Civil yeah. War or the, the Avengers for quite yeah, some like time. Yeah, it's like a nod to, to the fans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's like, did you get the emails? Which yeah. is kind of like the Sony email hacks. You know what I mean? It's, it's That's awesome. funny. They establish so much without having to say much. Like, Because yes. the kid, like Spider-Man, from the beginning of the story, he's just a loser. He doesn't have much money. He's mm-hmm. always like, he was picked on at school and everything. Yeah. And you see this character for like his his little world for so little, right? You see May, yeah. which by the way, hot Aunt May. Yeah. I was <laughs> not prepared awesome. for that. Makes perfect sense because he's yeah. a young kid. He's not going to have a 78 year old yeah aunt, exactly right? but and then they call it out in the movie like yeah this is an unexpectedly hot ad yeah again lampshade hanging yeah. they're like yes. they're pointing out like you'll notice that and yeah. like we, we every aunt may we've ever seen was an older lady like yeah. a matronly lady all of a sudden it's marisa tomei looking better than ever so you're like this <laughs> yeah. is very is this like cousin may like what's yeah. going on yeah. here right yeah, that's awesome so it was great but then you go into his Teen room pregnancy my man <laughs> yeah so you go into you go into spider-man's room and one thing that's that really jumped out at me is that it's very barren there's nothing in the room yeah. right there's no pictures there's no like because he's just he's a poor kid yeah. and if you go into a poor kid's room that's what you're gonna see like yeah. some old crap that he dumped he, he, like you know took out of the dumpster yeah, yeah. Old, and, like ancient computer exactly yeah, yeah, like like an, old he's mac. Tra- an old uh, mac yeah. that he's just tinkering with uh and it's just it makes a lot of sense. Like that's they're telling you. At first, it bothered me. Like the set dressing here kind of sucks. Like there's nothing around. But like that's if you go into like a poor, like some poor kid from the queen yeah. from from Queens, you go into their room. That's kind of what's gonna look like. Yeah. And it makes sense. Is there's a broke kid trying to do some good with the powers he'd been given. Yes. And we kind of get the crash course into with great power comes great responsibility. Exactly. Like right they there. didn't have yeah. to say it. No. Yeah. That's but they 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 explain like you know I, if I have these if I can do these things and I don't and something bad happens it's my fault. He just explained to you the mythos of Spider Man right why there. the kid is behaving that way. He, he's telling you he's this is a good kid. Yeah. yeah, he didn't have to like you didn't have to sit through like this older Uncle Ben explaining to him and giving him the little talk. He just like he he knows that maybe inherently maybe that happened off camera, but. 
as a, as an audience, you are sold the idea. This is a good kid. This is why it's believable. His acting is pretty good. Oh, it sells it. Yeah, great. Yeah. Just a and joy like, for a kid that age. You know, and he's been in a few things and he's good. Mm-hmm. But to hold his own bantering with Robert Downey yeah. Jr. That's Fantastic. like that was one of the most uplifting scenes in the entire. Like the whole theater was howling yeah. at, during that scene, and this is at a real point in the movie. Like if you look through the whole, like from this point up until we get into Spider Man, it's a bit darker toned, right? We're dealing with a lot of darker issues, terrorism, yeah, right? exactly, like this, this, like very government. real yeah, it, issues. It, 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 when there's explosion in uh, was Geneva with, uh, with Vienna, yeah, uh, Vienna, yeah. When the explosion happens, then you see like you know uh, people like first responders scrambling yeah. and like news coverage. It's very it's very contemporary, right? Like yeah. because the, the the fear of there is terrorism is something that we just we see it. It's it's present. It's 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 happening right now. So when that see, when it happens in movies, it was very different from like when that happens in movies like in the nineties, yeah. as opposed to now. Mm-hmm. It sells you the idea like this is like it grounds it in reality because this is a fear that we experience right like in the world today, and it's very it's it's a situation that's very real. Turn you on the TV and you see like you know rubble and the ticker saying like attack wherever we can relate to that right so like you're saying it makes it 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 plays on a fear that we have like this is a world we live in these things happen not by super powerful individuals but they happen nonetheless right so as you're saying the movie i love that that's one thing i have to mention the tone of the movie is it's pitch perfect because you have like the seriousness you have the conflict the emotional thing cap and iron man like not seeing eye to eye and you see that things are escalating towards the end there's an even bigger reason for them to hate each other right or at least one of them hate the other and then you have the little jokes here and there you have like the the comic relief and it works so well this is something that marvel has they knocked it out of the park with the first avengers and it continues like this trend is great and it's it more this more so than other movies they've they've really captured that civil war aspect the really emotional personal aspect of it and then we get to this more recruitment scene yes where we get a lot more of this comedy being weaved into the story and that really uplifted me because this was at a point where i'm thinking i'm really really enjoying this but it's a lot darker than other marvel movies and then we get to the scott lang stuff oh, spider-man Ant-Man stuff. Ant-Man and shows then, up ant-man is yes. great and like he's there for a little scene. yeah, yeah. just he, enough he's right? just enough but it's great like the thing with the he throws the the, the truck is like oh i thought that was a water truck yeah. Yeah. that's great oh, that's a great man, line that's incredible. it's a simple joke yeah it fits the character he's like kind of new to all this he's yeah. screwing up you know yeah. screwing yeah. up as he goes along he's fanboying as he goes oh, Oh, I know you too. You're great. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Like that's the thing. You get this character right. He's not going to do a whole bunch because it's not a, an anime movie. But no. he shows up. His fight is cool. He's doing some cool stuff. He obviously knows a little bit more about how to use the suit. So he's a little bit more, yeah. you know, more able at it. Yeah. And and you got that banter, the, the comic book stuff, right? Like so the, well. the joking, like throwing throwing yeah. punches but making jokes and cracking wise. Yeah. One thing I loved is when he shrinks and he goes into. Um, Iron Man. I'm in suit. Yes. And he's like, he's talking, and then he's like, who's there? And he's like, oh, it's a, it's a consciousness. Yeah. We don't talk too much these days. And then one thing, one little detail, like some acting detail that I noticed that I just absolutely love. He's like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, you, you're going to have to take this into the shop. Yeah, this yeah. is bad. And he kind of like pauses. Like if you watch again, notice this. Like watch for the next time. He like, he's going to deliver the line, and then he kind of like breaks and then like says it again. Like he's kind of like making that up as he's yeah. going. Oh, okay, I yeah. love it. That's watch, awesome. pay attention when nice. he says it. Nice. That line. And he's like, oh, you're going to have to, um, yeah, you have to take this to the shop. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like wrecking That's the awesome. Iron Man suit from inside, and it's great. Like that, that that scene. Like you have all the like more serious stuff and and more grounded reality, and mm-hmm. then you get to that scene that's like a big set piece. That is fun, and you got the jokes, and you got Spider Man swinging oh, around and boy. making Star Wars references. Yes. By the way. Empire Strike back yes. at that. Like, right? Oh, right? Man, that's that right really old movie. That was, like, yeah. Where did you, did oh, you get this yeah. kid? Which is exactly what you hear in the comic book. Like mm-hmm. in the comic book, you that's know. him. That's Spider Man. It's great. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, 
Oh, that was it. And Anthony Mackie, I gotta give props to this guy because his chemistry with everybody has been so well since the first Winter Soldier. Yeah. You know him calling Tic Tac to Ant Man, or yes. him and um, Bucky. Can you move your seat up? Yeah. You know that was hilarious. Yes. And then, yes. right? and then, even Bucky, that yeah. whole scene, and they're both sitting there after when he makes a shot because yeah. this happens before the airport battle. And they're yeah. both sitting there like, yeah, buddy. Yeah. And he's like, oh, <laughs> both oh, friends, right? Yeah. And again, that, right? these guys are just having an, yeah. Marvel. This is brilliant because in other movies, this would be a tonal change that might like just lose the audience. Yeah. Right? Like this is too like it's kind of like okay again to it's it, we have to keep bringing up BVS because mm-hmm. it's also a team up movie that is what we just saw before this mm-hmm. right so you can't help but notice the the, the diff compare and contrast oh, right for sure so in 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 BVS when they try a little bit of a joke like that uh, when he's like oh I thought she was with yeah, like, you yeah but it doesn't fit quite right because no. the movie's too drab it didn't allow itself to be that no that levity now and the universe already established is this so serious yeah I appreciate the attempt I definitely do like. They, they use it in the trailer, of course, because they thought yeah. I was like, hey, let's put the funny bit in the trailer. Yeah. But it just doesn't work as well as it no. worked with Marvel. No, you know not, what I mean? like, but even Thor, Thor 2, you know, a lot of this, the humor in there was kind of off too. Age of Ultron a little bit, they kind of failed. Here they nailed it. But again, you got to give up to the Russo brothers for doing this, right? Because it came in at the right point, right? Yeah. We had, like I said, you had this very serious movie, and then all of a sudden you bring in the right characters to be funny. Yes. This wasn't Captain America. This wasn't Vision that would be trying so to be place. funny. Exactly, yeah. yeah. This was characters that are supposed to be comedic. Or Batman trying to be funny. Exactly. Yeah. Like these are those characters are very serious, some of them. In Falcon, you get him, he does the quips so and stuff like that. Too. Good at that. Yeah, and so one of the good. lines I loved was I when, know the one. when Spider-Man and Bucky uh, yeah. are yes. going, yeah. and then he goes he goes is that stuff coming out of you like that was a direct reference to the original Spider-Man trilogy yeah yeah the organic webbing exactly I I, I love that and then when he uses his little uh, was it Redbird yeah uh, Redwing Redwing and then Bucky's like you could have done this the whole time Yeah, you know I was like that's awesome and he's just like again lampshade him they're pointing out the silliness of it exactly and their their chemistry is great like I hate you (laughs) what did he say before (laughs) he says something he makes a comment it's the Redwing thing like you could have done that yeah yeah I love that I love that yeah and even though we saw in the trailer 50 times he Spider-Man catches the metal arm. Dude, do you have a metal arm? Like, yeah. it's just so Spider-Man. Yeah. Yes, it. and it has, even somebody comments this, again with the lampshade hanging, they're like, you're not supposed to be talking like you're, you're, yes, this, you're not supposed to be talking yeah. this much when you're fighting. Yeah, 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 have you ever been fight? in a fight before? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah I love it. Just right off the comments. And asking about like the wing, how the wing is made and stuff like yeah. that. Right. It's, this is very, like again, a kid who's a nerd, who has an interest in science, he's now thrust into this universe and he's curious about what he's seeing. Yeah. So it's great. Like, it, it, there's this earnest, like, earnestness yes. mm-hmm. uh, to the character, right? Like, he's a good kid. He's trying to do well. Yeah. And he's like, he even says, like, oh, I'm just trying to, like, what, what is he saying? I'm trying to impress Mr. Stark. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. 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 It's, it makes it's, perfect it's sense. Awesome. He just been given, like, a suit that probably is worth, like, millions of dollars. Yeah. He's trying to do well by, by Stark, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Perfect. And Captain America calls it out. Where are you from, kid? Queens. Me, I'm Brooklyn. You have you have a big heart. And you then, know? And knows right it. away, yeah. like they, you see that connection, yes. right? Like, even though they're on opposite sides, he just took his shield. Yeah. But like when he re- he sees that connection, like he doesn't know who the kid is. He can't see his face, right? But he's like he's, he's from kind of like my neck of the woods, yeah. New York as well. So it's he's trying to do the right thing. Yes. I get like that's very Steve Rogers. Like yes. I know this kid. He's trying to do the right thing. He's just got the wrong person talking to right. his ear, or at least Cap thinks so, right? right. Yeah. So it's all that, the yeah. influences there. Mm-hmm. I guess Izzy had to jet, yes. but he did lay down his final verdicts. 
I'm going to splice that in at the end so you can hear how he thought the movie turned out. He gives his rating as well as his recommendations. But Troy and I are going to take you through the rest of the movie here. I know we kind of stopped a little bit in the middle of the airport battle scene. So we're going to pick up there and we're going to kind of run through it here and go with kind of the end reveal, some of the end credit scenes, and where we were as far as our predictions. Yes. So if you're looking for Izzy's recommendation and his rating, you'll find that right at the end of the episode. Thank you, Izzy, for coming on and, and laying down some of the framework here for the podcast. Absolutely. Always <laughs> appreciate it. We'll see you here next time, I'm sure. So as we get into this airport battle, you know, we, we've talked a lot a bit about the big stuff. Not the biggest thing, <laughs> yeah. but the big stuff here is finally bringing in some of this comedy and the fighting. And it wasn't as intense of a fight as we're going to see later on yeah. or as we saw at the start. This was very much a comic book fight. It was yeah. like this nice little interlude, a much more serious kind of political spy thriller movie. Yeah. And where we got to see a lot of these characters and got an update on some of the characters we hadn't seen so much. Like, mm-hmm. we hadn't seen a lot of Rhodey. We hadn't seen really a lot of Vision, Ant-Man, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye, yeah. So it was nice to see those characters. And it was like a nice nod where it felt appropriate to bring these characters in at this point in time. Mm-hmm. And then when they left, because Stark says right to, to Spider-Man at the end, you're done, you're yeah, done. Yeah, get out right? of here. And he's like, you're down, you're done. Like, And so that was really cool that it was like, okay, this is the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And w- towards the end of this, this scene, we get... Giant man, huge, <laughs> literally huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that a great scene. And even rewinding a little bit back, um, this is an incredible scene when we have Hawkeye. I was about to say Hawkman. Hawkeye pulled the arrow oh, yes. and has Ant Man right on the tip of it, right? Yeah. The arrowhead. That, that was is, great. Yeah, I think it's Avengers two twenty three. Yeah, I nearly say? got out of my seat there yeah. for that one. There's a couple times that happened in this movie, and it's it's funny because Paul Rudd again with his little quips. He says, "All right, Arrow Man, whatever you say." Like. <laughs> And it's, it's this cool acknowledgement, and you see this again when we get onto the raft. Some of these guys don't know who each other are, and they're yeah. calling out again. Okay, this is really weird. This guy's got bow and arrows, and we're fighting guys with guns yeah. and like very like trained assassins and right. soldiers and mm-hmm. and flying armored suits. Right, <laughs> right. With a bow and arrow, so it was fantastic. Yeah. And what did you think of Jaime and the CG and his presence? I thought it was film? good. It was yeah. great. It was it was an awesome scene, and I, and I liked kind of how he slowed down. His voice changed too yeah. to go along with it. And it's very like this very lethargic yeah. kind of movement. And I was kind of like, oh, it's kind of cool. Like he's going really slow, and he's like, how you acknowledge the fact I've only done this once before, and I passed out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool. And you know, it's a kind of cool callback to the original comic when we had Goliath, exactly. right? Yeah. So that was that was really cool. I enjoyed that, and this kind of all leads into the big. Um, conclusion of the scene where we have falcon iron man and war machine yeah chasing bucky and cap which yeah. are not on the quinjet just before that we had black widow disabling black panther yeah a couple times yeah, there so she's kind of switching sides i mean i'm gonna regret this yeah and lets them get on the quinjet i like that because she says you know what I, I i think she says i'll help you find captain america but i yeah. won't help you bring him in exactly so that was cool so yeah we get the big chase scene here yes. and someone that we haven't talked a lot about has a big impact on the scene is Vision mm-hmm. so we see him a couple times in Avengers Man. really cool that he's in like civvy outfit I like that because that's <laughs> kind of like the cover of the new comics yeah, exactly. where he's, yeah he's dressed up yeah. it's really cool and he has some lines but he's really a non-factor in this overall fight mm-hmm. I think him and Scarlet Witch battle at that but they really acknowledge that yeah. and that plays into why Rhodey ends up getting shot which is fantastic because they spice it in the trailer to make it look like Bucky actually took him right. out, right? Yeah. And it was a distracted vision. Yes. And that's something that's acknowledged later on is the fact that Tony says, like, I didn't think that could happen to you. And you see this because they're developing this, again, this comic book relationship yeah. of Scarlet Witch yeah. and Vision. Which I didn't think they were going to go down that path, Me but neither. they're doing it and it's kind of believable yeah, in a weird like, way. And it's more of him crushing on her as yes. opposed to her even acknowledging the fact that it's almost like 
the the mind gem is he's developing into more of a human he's has emotions yep. and, and feelings and he gets distracted by her being slightly injured right and that's something that like a, a synthetic shouldn't be able to do a computer shouldn't have emotions and he's always processing so it's cool to see that development of the, that character yes and very subtly like he's not even really in this movie that much. no no not too much no it, it was great to see that and he dad yeah, takes out roadie yeah which is crazy when to actually see um, Rhodey collapse and fall to the ground. And wow, you really got a sense of like, it'd be pretty terrifying being in that costume, power shutting down, you're flipping all over the place and just. It's like oh. being in a rock. Yeah. <laughs> oh. When Iron Man, Tony Stark, is over top and says, you know, vitals, I thought they're going to say he's dead. Yeah. Don Chill's looking pretty old. Yeah, he's kind of showing his age in this movie. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Holy smokes. And... Yeah, he's kind of. You know, it's kind of interesting too, um, or it's neat to see Falcon. He's very sorry for what happened. Yeah. You know, he comes to the aid and... Well, he's, Ar- he's coming down with Iron Man to, yeah. to grab him. Right? And Iron Man had, was having no business with him. He, he shot just, him. Boom. <laughs> shoots him away. That was a hurt. <laughs> Punched in the chest by a boxer or oh, something. Oh, man. But that was yeah. a cool way to end all of this. And, and again, what it essentially is, is that Team Cap gets captured. Yeah. You know, we, we have Vision. You know, Scott Witch is out. Hawkeye. Ant-Man, Hawkeye's out. Yeah. Ant-Man's or Giant Man's down and out. Yeah. And so it's this kind of definitive end. And it doesn't feel, again, like always coming back to this, it, it doesn't feel like, oh, why didn't they just bring everyone else? Like everyone's right. down and out. This fight is done. It's over. Mm-hmm. And all that you have left standing basically at the end is Iron Man. Yeah. But we see Team Cap on the raft. Yeah, that's And then right. we get the full acknowledgement by Tony Stark that, yes, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep you guys all here <laughs> in this jail cell because <laughs> you guys, you know, I'm still for the pro registration actor or the accords or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. And it's 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 really cool going in there because he essentially kind of says to Falcon, like, look, tell me where they're going. I want to go and help them. Mm-hmm. Something that we haven't really talked about was this idea, and this was pulled out of Winter Soldier by Zemo, that there's other Winter Soldiers. And that, way I'd have to say, was the only point in the movie when I was sitting there that I said, ah, oh, they're going to go down this path. Oh, you could have done without it, eh? Yeah. Well, and they've... They, Twist it really quickly. They yeah. don't really linger on it very much. Mm-hmm. But I thought what they're going to do is they're going to get there and there's going to be all these super soldiers. Yeah, and like we're the gonna big have, five. Yeah, yeah, and then we're going to have Iron Man, Cap, and Bucky fight them, shake yeah. hands, blah, blah, blah. Then I was thinking, like, are they going to, like, inject something in Iron Man and he becomes, like, an evil Iron Man? Mm. This is where my brain's going as the movie's progressing. And I'm like, ah, oh, this they, they've they nailed it so far, but now yeah. they're gonna go down and have like this almost like extremist soldier sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, which would be horrible. And I was like, oh, I do not want this, like just a cannon fodder to fight. Mm-hmm. And then we get to Siberia where Cap and Bucky are going essentially to stop what they think is Zemo going to re-release these these winter soldiers. Yeah. So we do get a, a flashback scene to show how powerful these guys yeah. are. And then we get there and they're all dead. I was like, thank you, Russo's. You did not take the easy way out here. You did not take the path that just like, we just need someone for them to punch, like a Chitauri soldier or an Ultron bot or whatever. Thank goodness, right? And then we get the reveal here of what Zemo's actually after. He's a Sokovian Mm -hmm. and he's just out for revenge. What did you think of Zemo's motivation? Because some people were saying, oh, it's just another Marvel wasted villain. Blah, 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 blah. What did you think about that? I think he's very much different than any other Marvel villain we've ever had. And he's one of the few, maybe only Marvel villain that's actually won, essentially. Yeah. You know, he divided, he disassembled the Avengers. Um, and I like that he wasn't this, this villain that had to go toe-to-toe with Iron Man or Captain America. He didn't have to develop some kind of costume or have some kind of power to fight yeah. these guys. That wasn't his weapon. 
You know, his weapon was his mind, and he used it very well, and he executed his yeah. plan. All he wanted to do was, yeah, he kept talking about, like, empires falling and all that. And mm-hmm. people think he's referring to the U.S. or something big. And he's just saying, no, you know, the way to crumble an empire is to do it from within. Yeah. And he's just trying to seed this doubt, this civil war, essentially. Yeah. And he's there to facilitate a lot of that. Exactly. Which I think is very, very well executed. I did not need Zemo with the cloth face, with the sword, no. facing off against Captain America at no. the end of this movie. I thought it was just very well executed. And then we have the big reveal. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this whole aspect of this this concept of this 1991, 1991 this, yeah. this mission. You know, they allude a bit to it in Winter Soldier, this concept that... Howard Stark and his wife died in a car accident, and then right there they flash up a picture of Winter Soldier. Right. So I've always thought in my head, okay, Winter Soldiers had something to do with their death, and that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Howard Stark, you know, one of the founders of Shield, fighting against Hydra in the war, mm-hmm. post-war, Cold War, all that. So it makes sense that they would send him out to assassinate him. Yeah. And even in the Agent Carter series, Howard Stark is always kind of trying to develop another super soldier serum. In that uh, series, is it the? It's played obviously by the young Howard Stark. Yeah. Thing. Okay. Cool. Not John Slattery, which right. again is another great thing because he was in Ant Man. Yes. He was in Iron Man Two. Yep. And so it's continually bring back these this continuity, and these yes. actors seem to be like, yes, I want to be in. Sign that. me up. Yeah. I'm there. Yeah. Because even it. Peggy Carter has kind of a cameo in the sense that her picture's there, yeah. and then you have Sharon Carter, who again we haven't really talked much about. Yeah. Um, she does not impact as impactful in this movie as she is in the comic book series, uh, with the exception of that kiss and the. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But we had the reveal that Winter Soldier is the one that's directly responsible for the death of of Tony's parents. Mm -hmm. And Tony's particularly pissed at two aspects. One, that he killed his mom. Yes. Not his father. He's explicitly said, wait, sorry. We haven't even talked about the Robert Downey Jr. Oh, the best scene. (laughs) The (laughs) de-aging. Right out of the 80s, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, my goodness. Because when they did this scene, he has, I think it's a Santa... Mm-hmm. Um, hat on or whatever and I'm thinking okay they're going to use his voice but they're going to cover his face and we're yeah. never going to see it he takes it off and it's a young Robert Downey Jr <laughs> like wow this is the same thing they did to what's his name Hank Pym or the yeah Michael Douglas yeah. Yeah. in Ant-Man I was just like I was looking at him I was like oh my this yeah. is scary right yeah <laughs> What they can yeah. do. Yeah, so job well done on that. But it establishes, okay, where Robert Downey Jr.'s relationship is with his family yeah. and especially his father at that time. Yeah, and, his, yeah. and this, again, with his mother. Like, he was pissed that he killed his mother. He didn't say, oh, you killed my parents. He says, he killed my mother. Yeah. And it's the aspect that Cap knew yes. that Winter Soldier did this. Yes. Now, that was never really established how he how knew. How he knew, yeah, exactly. And that was, maybe it was one of these things either, you know, Bucky told him yeah. or it's just something he knew from the S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, files. Yeah, while whatever. him and Falcon were looking, this yeah. is something he dug up. I thought it was very interesting because you know if you go back into the comics not necessarily this series of Civil War but just in the comics in general it's always Tony Stark that has the secret held back from Cap whereas it's very funny that this time they twisted around and Cap's been holding the secret back the whole time from Tony so I thought yeah. that was really interesting yeah it was, it was a good way to actually because I was wondering how are they going to get these three fighting I guess. yes I was waiting for that because they had really come around and come to some sort of truce right because yeah. they're, they're in that and Winter Soldier's pointing the gun at him and he says alright you know we're truce here like yeah. stop pointing the gun at me yeah <laughs> like, yeah literally we're good, says we're that. Good. <laughs> and that's where again my mind was going like how are they going to get them fighting again and this is really only, one of the only ways like I thought they were going to be fighting in the scene because you know Iron Man does that look where he's got his bruised eye and I thought yeah. it was going to be something more like you know Bucky tried to kill me so I'm trying to kill him yeah but this is so much more personal, right? Mm-hmm. And then they show the whole scene of Bucky killing his father, oh, punching him in the like, That was pretty it violent. Was graphic. Dad. Yeah. Strangles the mom yeah. without even his good hand. With yeah. his Oh, yeah, that was that's graphic. And then we get this fight scene at the end. And wow. you know, in contrast to the comic book where it's a massive fight scene and you see New York getting destroyed, 
heroes falling yeah. and injuries and all that. This is so personal. Yes. We saw in the trailer at least part of this. Yeah. And them throwing the shield back and forth. I want Whoa. to see a Cap and Bucky movie. Yeah. Like every single character that Bucky played with or that Falcon played, the chemistry was fed. on. Like it was yeah. so good. Yeah, you, you could have done it any better. Yeah. And the, the actress, Sebastian Stan, that plays Bucky. Bucky, yeah. He's so good. He's incredible. And you know, and he, much like the franchise, has grown each mm-hmm. uh, movie. During that fight scene, we get one of the many scenes that I almost literally jumped out of my seat yeah. at. Like, I was on the edge for a lot of this movie. Yeah. But when we get the scene, when we have just the, the personal battle, where Bucky gets his arm knocked off or whatever, and yeah. he's kind of down and out. Mm-hmm. And we get the Cap versus Iron Man fight. And we get that scene where we get oh, Iron Man, man shooting the repulsor yeah. ray and yeah. Cap with his shield straight out oh. of issue number seven. The cover yeah. of issue number seven of Civil War, the comic book series. It's that. I damn near flew out of my seat yeah. and screamed. Yeah. Like a little wow. girl at yeah. a Justin Bieber concert. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. I was right there, man. I was jumping on my seat like, geez, this is intense. And right? my buddy sitting next to me at the time, my buddy Brad, he sits there and he goes, I thought you were literally going to jump at me. He's like, I could hear you moaning. <laughs> It was fantastic. <laughs> like they pulled that right out of the comic. Book. Yeah, that was so. And there was a promotional image I think on Empire Magazine, mm. and I never really put it together. I was like, ah, oh, that's kind of cool that they put that concept art together. Yeah. But then to do it, and, and it was just this. It was like a slow mo shot, and it was between two pillars. It was framed like it was a comic book. Wow. Had this the shape and stuff. It was I, I just about lost yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And it was all I could do to contain myself. I know that was uh, just. Just amazing. That yeah. fight was so, like you said, personal. And we get right down to it. Friday, Iron Man's uh, AI at the moment. Right, yeah. And she says, you cannot beat him hand-to-hand combat. You have to do, analyze his fighting. And yeah. then we get down to it, and Cap looks like he's going to be out. Yeah. You know, I could do this all day. I love that. I was waiting for it, too. And eventually, he gets the upper hand on Iron Man. Yeah. Knocks his helmet off. And he's got the shield above him. And yeah. there's that moment there where it's like, is he going to kill Iron Man? Right. Or are we going to go the other way? <laughs> yeah, right. And then he just jams it in his chest. Yeah. And Jammed it hard too. Yeah. Jeez. And I said this, mentioned this before about because I was so convinced that they're going to do the death of Captain America, mm-hmm. I was like, how are they going to get there from here? Like, how are we going to get to the point where Captain America just turns himself in? And that's a turning point, right? I'm going to kill Iron Man, and then he doesn't. Yeah. That's where you get that that point. Same in the comics where he's like, I've gone too far. Yeah. Classic Steve Rogers right there. The, the other cool thing is when he. Basically, says he jams the shield, he pulls it out, mm-hmm. and he's walking away. He picks up Bucky, he's walking away with it, and Iron Man yells, My father created that shield, you do not deserve yes. that. And he drops it just yeah. the same way he did with his helmet in Civil War. At the end of Civil War, he says, This isn't who I am, and yeah. he drops it. And I was just like, <laughs> Wow. That was great. And what a way to end that fight sequence. It's mm-hmm. just, you're so invested in this. Like, I didn't want anyone to die at this point. No. I didn't, and you couldn't have done that. And it's just like, we're going to walk away now. Yeah. Like, this is it. We're done. Exactly. I'm done with you. We're both done with each other. Mm-hmm. We fought it out. And it was that was a pretty violent fight, too. Oh, it was gruesome. They're just bashing each other. You know what? That fight kind of reminded me a little bit of um, the Secret War Civil War tie-in. Yes. How they're yes. fighting. They're, like, they're trying to kill each other. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. the first point in the movie where I felt like someone was trying to kill the other one. Yes. Because a lot of the time it's more of this like disable and arrest or whatever you want to call it. Exactly. And this was like, we're like within inches of oh, Cap yeah. taking his head off. Just and, gruesome. And I think Iron Man would have happily killed Bucky at that point too. Oh yeah, definitely. At that point. Yeah. yeah. That basically brings kind of the culmination of, of the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And then we start to get the repercussions of a lot of this coming out of that, right? So 
you know, and something we didn't really talk about much was the fact that Black Panther was kind of present through some of this. Mm-hmm. He was kind of in the background because he wanted to go out and kill Zemo. Zemo yeah. Because he finds out that Zemo is essentially the reason why his father died. Or he killed right. his father, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And we get him actually saving Zemo yeah. from killing himself because Zemo's done. Like, he's, I've accomplished my mission. Mm-hmm. I've brought down the Empire from within. Mm-hmm. I'm done with this. And he's going to kill himself. Yeah. Black Panther doesn't. He yeah. doesn't let him. Yeah, he saves him. Yeah. yeah, which was really interesting because even Zemo, you know, kind of admits like, you know, I'm I'm sorry, I actually respected your father, and that was not part of the plan. Yeah, and it's very believable. I guess that's actually coming from a true place. So Black Panther finally turns his side. You know, you kind of see um, a change in, um, well, yeah, a change of sides there at that exactly. Scene. So, yeah. As we wrap all this up, we yeah. see Zemo essentially get transferred to the custody of this Everett Ross. Again, this is Martin Freeman's character. Yes. So we see him introduced, and I think he's going to be a little bit more like the Coulson yeah. of the MCU. He's going to pop up in a lot of movies. I think it's this so, yeah. government liaison. Especially as it goes global. Yeah. Exactly. And he's essentially, in the comic books, he's a liaison between Wakanda and the U.S. Right. And this, I think he's going to be more of a global liaison between maybe what Stark's team, whatever, if it's the Mighty Avengers or whatever comes out of this, yeah. and, and the governments in that. Mm-hmm. And so we see him almost antagonizing Zemo in yeah. this chamber, right? So not only do we get something that's a little different from Marvel's other movies where we get this villain is still there, you could really see that he could get developed into something a bit more sinister as we go along. Mm-hmm. And did you get a little tweak of evil out of Everett Ross? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. You see, there's something sinister about him. Right. It's like something just not right here. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see where they develop that with his character. Yeah, it would be cool. To, like, is he going to be Hydra or whatever? You know, we, That would be big. You have to it? see. You have yeah. to see. And then as we go through this, we get kind of the repercussions and the results of what happened to Rhodey. Mm-hmm. You know, Stark's building him the exoskeleton. Yeah. And then we get a fantastic Stan Lee cameo. Oh, man. <laughs> Mr. Stank? Yeah, is that the Tony Stank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The spoke, machine, that's gonna stick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he spoke a bit about this in when he was at the Calgary Comic Entertainment Expo. He says he said my cameos in the Marvel movies are more safeguarded than the actual plot, so I can't tell you anything. I'd almost forgotten about it, and then when it came, I was like, Yes! Awesome. <laughs> and everyone's yeah. always just so excited to see him in those Stand movies. The man. <laughs> yep. Love it. It's so great. So the the package that Stanley's <laughs> FedEx driver or whatever it is is delivering is from Captain America. And then we get a really nice voiceover of Captain America saying, you know, this. I'm so sorry that this is how it all ended. Mm-hmm. And this is the direction that we're going. And as we're getting this voiceover, we're getting this scene on the raft where it appears that Steve, yeah. which I thought it was Stephen Buggy, but it turns out it wasn't. Yeah. Maybe it was because it was before he was frozen or whatever. But they've gone and rescued Team Captain America yeah. from the raft. Yeah, I love that. And one of the few things that actually came true out of our predictions right. was the secret Avengers secret team. Avengers assemble. It looks like it's going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I really thought they're going down the road of Death of Captain America mm-hmm. and all that. But you get Steve Rogers coming in. You see him looking at Falcon. You get the reflection in the mirror. And you see Chris Evans just smile. And I was like, to me, this is like Chris Evans smiling at the crowd. Like, I'm going to be back, guys. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Yes, I love that, eh? That's exactly what it came off like. Yeah. Because one of the consequences of doing Death of Captain America is you have to find some sort of trope or whatever to get him to come back to life for Infinity exactly. War. Exactly. And it's something they've been doing so much in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is bringing people back from the dead. Yeah. So I guess it worked out better that and way. And just doesn't give any weight to anything. Like if they were to kill him here and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden say, no, no, he's alive now. It kind of takes away from the movie. Mm-hmm. And it takes away from the consequences and the overall weight of a death of someone. Yeah. And I think that doing this this way, although myself, I would have really liked to have seen that, mm-hmm. it kind of works out well if, if Chris Evans is going to stick around as Captain America. Definitely. So where do you see them going from this? 
like Captain America, is he going to come back as Nomad? Or what do you think? It's cause it seems like he's kind of dropped the mantle of Captain America. Yeah, because he doesn't have the shield. So that would be shield, interesting. Yeah. And where is he going to pop up next? Exactly. Do you think he's going to pop up in, say, a Black Panther movie? Right. Are we going to see him trying to recruit other people? Or are we going to see him playing kind of a similar role to Robert Downey Jr. as he's kind of this side character right. or this nice cameo character that comes in that ant-man says look cap i gotta go mm-hmm. i gotta go with wasp and do our thing right and i'll call you if i need you sort of so you could have him playing that role again where you see the the two big dogs in the mcu are now taking a back seat yeah. to the other characters but they're also still progressing this because they very much seem like they're going to acknowledge the idea that that we now don't have to worry about why didn't you call Hulk? Why didn't you call Captain America? Because mm-hmm. we're just going to fold all that into the movies now. Exactly. Very much like how we're getting Robert Downey Jr. to kind of back up the Spider-Man verse. We can now probably get Cap to back up the, the Panther verse, right? Exactly. So, and we yeah. see that in one of the after credits scenes, the mm-hmm. first one. And it's quite a lengthy one where we see Cap and I'm assuming is the Secret Adventures are being funded by... Funded. Well, that's the thing because mm-hmm. I was... Okay, now they don't have Stark. How do they get the tech and how do they get the funding? But it makes sense that the Wakandans are now providing asylum to the Secret Avengers right. as well as the funding and the technology. Exactly. That, that's a great scene. We yeah. see Bucky being frozen, which I wasn't a huge fan of. That mm-hmm. was kind of one of the things I was like, it yeah, just because... seems like they don't know what they're going to do with him next, so we're yeah. going to remove him from the equation for now. Yeah, essentially, because you know, you've had three, well, two movies, two and a half movies almost, Fighting, looking for a buck, right? Yeah. And then now here we are just kind of putting him in the way, putting him on the shelf. Yeah. yeah. So he could pop back up in a Black Panther movie. How yeah. great would a uh, Winter Soldier, Black Widow movie be? Like a team up. Oh, Because there's man. some illusion too that well, at one point Bucky's got her on the ground and is kind of choking her. Yeah. And she says, you know me, you know me. Which could be, you know me from Winter Soldier yes. or you know me from a Russian program that yeah, we were both way, a part way of. back. Right. So yeah. that, that could be cool. Days. That would be really neat. Yeah. So we get Bucky being frozen because they want to get the Hydra stuff out of his head mm-hmm. because he just doesn't trust himself that other people are going to use this and going to acknowledge the fact that, yes, we can mind control the Winter Soldier and make him do really whatever we want. Yeah, yeah. And But then we get a nice scene as, you know, what happens if they find out he's here and, he, and they come for you and Black Panther just says in this, that beautiful accent, yeah. you know, let them try. Oh, it's and so And then it's good. the pan to the big Black Panther sculpture yeah so good i can't remember the name of that that statue that yeah. he has there i can't remember it, but that was just great wakanda looks so cool i can't wait to see that that on the is screen. going to look gorgeous yes just this kind of integration and melding of like this beautiful african lush nation yeah. with technology with technology yeah. this, oh, this advancement going on because you know, we've already seen like the guardians universe we've seen um asgard and now we're going to dive into wakanda i just i can't wait yeah yeah every marvel fan stays right to the end. oh yeah Got to. And we get a very, very nice scene with Spider-Man. Yeah. What did you think of that? I loved it. You know, because I remember going back to the days where I collected my 90s Marvel cards. And I had this one kind of puzzle card set. It's nine cards. Spider-Man's in the middle, on the wall. And his belt has the spider signal. So to see them use that, but on his web shooter instead, I was like, that's so cool. I love that whole thing, you know. And I, I think we all kind of saw that kind of coming just to kind of promote like hey this kid's coming up and it does say Spider-Man will return yeah. and Spider-Man Homecoming do you think they missed an opportunity to promote something like Doctor Strange or Infinity Wars or something like that um maybe maybe a little bit maybe a little bit but it would have felt a bit disjointed like it would have the, exactly the two post credit scenes yes they set up more of the Black Panther movie and the Spider-Man movie yeah. but again it goes with this whole theme of this whole movie is that it's all organic right yeah. you get to throw a Doctor Strange scene in there which has happened with the post credit scenes yeah. it's something that's a bit more disjointed but you're looking at it, you're like, that makes sense. All of this makes sense. Exactly. So we've talked about this movie for 
an hour and a half. <laughs> I had a really hard time. So I'm trying to be very objective here. I don't want to come across like a Marvel fanboy or anything like that. Right. But there's not much I can really pick. I tried to look at it from a reviewer's perspective. I tried to put on the goggles and say, let's take away your love for the cinematic universe. Let's yeah. take away your love for Captain America in particular and look at this movie more objectively. I still could not find anything really. There's no. a couple little nitpick things, but there's nothing substantially here that I could really pick apart. No. Or that I would even change. No. This is a near perfect comic book movie. And you could even remove that last comic book. This is a near perfect yeah. movie. Exactly. My thoughts exactly. And I've tried going over the little things. You know, I know some people have criticism or problems with um, the main uh, villain. Me, I thought it worked very well. I think, uh, hate to bring it up, BVS could have taken some notes on handling their Lex Luthor and kind of taking something from this mm-hmm. instead of giving us this childish, outlandish character. Anyways, I won't go in there. But yeah, I thought this movie just did um, a very satisfying job. It did. Yeah. Satisfaction is something we've come to back to a lot. Yes. You know, I never felt bored. No. I never felt exhausted. And I never felt like I was being shown a commercial for the next four cinematic movies. Yeah. Like we said before, everything was brought up organically. Every character got their moment. Yes. And it progressed every single character in the movie. Mm-hmm. It allowed, it acknowledged why Hawkeye had come back. It gave you a little bit more on Ant-Man. It yep. gave you the Spider-Man, the Black... It just had everything in there, but nothing was sure. Because even in Age of Ultron, a lot of the Thor stuff was like, okay, I know what you're doing here. You're setting this up. I didn't feel that here. No. When the movie ended, I was like, everything about this, there's nothing I would change. No. And it's very rare to come out of a movie like that. <laughs> Especially this day and age. Like, yeah. it, it's hard. Because when you're getting this, these movies being pumped out, like, almost like factory work. Mm-hmm. Again, they've completely changed the narrative and the status quo for the universe all in one movie. Yeah. And they, they've, they've gone away from this. Yes, Marvel has this somewhat formula where they have comedy and action all that. But this is the first movie to do... A superhero movie without a main villain, really. Right. And again, was Tony meant to be the villain? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. No. I think both of them were meant to be right. Well, that's the cool thing, because going into this, you could very much be on Cap's side, and I could be on Iron Man's side, and I'm looking at Cap like the villain, you're looking at Iron Man like the villain, but yeah. you still understand both sides. Exactly. I great. would never call either of them a villain. No. It's just perspective. Yeah. I know, which I is great, which is so much, um, I don't want to say better, because I still love the comic book, but it's, it's so much different than the comics. In the comic, I think a lot of people were looking at Tony like a villain. Yeah. Some people were thinking, well, Iron Man's kind of acting like a bad guy in this. Whereas you can't really say that in this movie. No. Yeah. And it took the right parts from the comic book event mm-hmm. into the cinematic universe. And you couldn't adapt all of that. I know I was pushing very hard that there's going to be the death of Captain America. Mm-hmm. Because I thought that would have really propelled the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a different way. Yeah. But if they're going to go with this aspect of the Secret Avengers and we're going to see these guys popping up in other movies, I'm all for that. Yeah, definitely. Where would you rank this among your favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe movies? Oh, number one. Number one? Yeah, it goes number one because I'm telling you, when I saw um, Avengers, the first one, that was number one. That was just incredible. You know, I, I I liked Iron Man, but then Avengers took the spot. And then when Winter Soldier dropped, this that was by far my favorite superhero movie um and then this movie just came out and just put everything out there just blew everything out the water yeah how about you i'm still struggling here i think i have to see it one more time yeah because the only thing that detracted away from the movie for me uh was myself trying to anticipate what's going to happen yeah (laughs) and so going back and seeing it a second time knowing kind of how it evolves Mm -hmm. i think i'll enjoy it a lot more because again unlike age of ultron this Mm -hmm. isn't a movie i feel like you need to go back and see twice to understand it 
This movie I got from start to finish right. exactly what was happening. Mm-hmm. That that's one of the, the highlights of it. And as far as where it sits in I rattle now between these four. Yeah. Civil War, Winter Soldier, Guardians, and Avengers. Cool. I have to see this again, let it marinate a bit. For sure. But it's definitely amongst those top four for me. It's, it's it's fantastic. And I can't wait to have the whole box set to watch First uh, First Avenger, Winter Soldier, and I'll probably even throw on Age of Ultron yeah. and then jump into this movie. You know. Do you think this is a fitting end for the Cap Trilogy? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a it's good um, closure and, uh, and it also leads more to, uh, to anticipate. Yeah. Yeah. What's your ranking for this movie out of ten? Out of ten, uh, ten shields. Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't, I don't give this often because I think it's too easy to. But right now, where I sit, I'm, I'm going to hold on to reserve ten. I think yeah. this movie is just incredible. I am going to go and try and see it maybe tonight or maybe Monday. But as of right now, I, I have to give it a ten. I'm right there. You know, I I hesitate. I don't even think I would give my favorite movie a ten right. because I can't give. I don't. I just don't feel like I can give something a perfect score. Yeah. But that being said, when I give something a nine, it's really a ten. Yeah. Because I'm never going to give anything a ten. That's right. I'm giving I, this I a that. nine out of ten. Yeah. Only because I don't. I just have this hesitation to give anything a ten. Yeah. So to me, this is a near perfect movie. Yeah, for sure. And I absolutely loved it. High recommend oh, from here. Absolutely. And it, it it went above and beyond my expectations, which is a very rare thing because we're so invested in these movies and we know so much about them and we talk so much about this stuff. And so you're so invested in it that you get to a point where you get so hyped up. And this is a worry that my wife always has when we go into these movies is that I get so jacked up about these movies. Yeah. It's the same thing that Force Awakens and same thing with this movie is that I'm just clamoring, and I really, really want it to be so good. And she's always so worried that it's not going to deliver. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to be upset when I come out. Yeah. This delivered on every single it level. Did. It sure did. And I absolutely have nothing but praise for this movie. Go and check it out if you have not seen it yet. Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's a must. And so we'd like to thank again Izzy for coming on the show. I'm going to splice in here his final verdict on the movie. And as you could probably tell from as we, what we discussed before... He's weighing a little bit more towards our side, our side as well. Yeah. And we look forward to eventually getting Sunjay's verdict on the movie. Yeah. So he's kind of waiting until he, he finishes up this, his commitments here. And it'll be interesting to see coming from more of what I'm going to call a DC fanboy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and seeing his verdict on this movie and as it compares to B versus. And it's difficult. I know I said I wasn't going to talk about Batman versus Superman. I'm not going to, but it's difficult to not compare it to yeah. another versus movie. Yeah, especially when it's so close to each other, right? So this is going to be the part where I... Uh, Splice in Izzy's thing. So, take it away, Izzy. All right, Izzy, I know your time has to be cut short, but for the benefit of our listeners, why don't you lay down what your overall thoughts on Captain America Civil War are, if you want to comment a bit about the last scene, and maybe give it a little bit of rating. Do you recommend this to other people? Oh, <laughs> do I ever. Okay, so uh, Civil War, it was like going in, the main thing for us comic book readers is how faithful is this to the comic, right? In Civil War, the movie is quite different from the comic, but in a lot of good ways. They, I think they... It meshed really well with the mythos that they have created with all this, yeah. these other movies. And it changes things that are fundamentally like different from the comic. But it, it, it does so in a very... like it, It's very well done. So you can't really complain. Like That's a that's a very, very common complaint that you get from, from comic book movies. Oh, they changed this or they changed that. They changed the name. They changed whatever. And that's usually all you hear about. Like People get really upset. People are... People who read these comics, these fans, they feel this sense of propriety over of, over the, the art, right? Yeah. Over the, the medium. And in Civil War, I think we'll be hard-pressed to find people who are complaining about changes that were made because everything makes sense. Everything It's an adapt an adaptation. They're doing the Civil War storyline 
as it would work with this universe exactly. we have here, right? One of the major points of contention is the secret identity thing, yeah. which we don't have in the MCU, right? So people were like, kind of like, how are they going to work that? Like, how? what's going to be the real, like, the issue that causes the whole rift and everything? It was very well done, faithful to the comic where it needs to be, but also went in the, 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 the right direction for what they have already set up, right? You have the levity, you have the jokes, the quips, which are yeah. great. Like, you have the, the theater laughing in a good way, right? Like, in a superhero movie. If you were to talk about people laughing at a superhero movie, movie say 20 years ago you're thinking like batman uh, sorry um batman and robin exactly. like that's that's the bad exactly. yeah. you know laughing at, a, at not they're la- yeah they're not laughing with the characters they're laughing at the silliness that you're seeing and in this movie you have both the seriousness you have like this is a serious story like there's there's like i said the terrorism thing and you have the, these two characters that are friends but now they're not seeing eye to eye at a fundamental issue and, and you have lives at stake and all this this is all very serious yeah. stuff but then you have the difference in tone and i think this this back and forth which a lot of movies can quite do it well but Marvel has done it again in a very very cohesive very satisfying this is a word that keeps coming yeah, back exactly very satisfying way the final uh, fight with, uh, with between Iron Man and, and Captain the moment when Iron Man realizes what that whole that the big scene at the very beginning yeah. that I mentioned that keeps playing into the movie when that is finally revealed that Bucky killed his parents and then he turns to Cap and he says, oh, did you know about this? And you see that Cap is hesitating. So he knew. And you see in in, yeah. in, in Stark's face that he's hurt by that. This is like so his well parents. Acted. It's so well done. And the fight, you feel the weight. You feel the stakes. You don't know who's going to come victorious at the end because they're 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 evenly matched, which is difficult to to, to make. If you have a, a fight where some guy's wearing like a, like a metal suit that is like super powered with all these weapons and one guy who's just really a really good fighter, yeah. you'd think that Iron Man would win it 10 times out of 10. And it's not that way. It's done... It's well done. It's well balanced. You feel the stakes. You feel the weight of the punches. The emotional weight of what they're going through. Like they're getting, they're getting bruised and like and something I didn't expect. By the way, there's a lot of like uh, a lot of cursing and yeah. like it's I thought quite that violent because it's PG thirteen, right? Yeah. It's PG thirteen. Yeah, but they, they, I guess they, they've been more lax with like uh, with uh, with expletives because they say shit quite a bit in this yeah. movie. I was surprised actually. Yeah. I wasn't expecting. I thought you could only get away with like one. I guess it's with it's fuck. fuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, great movie. Of course, I recommend this. I would give this a good 9.5 out of 10 nice. there's very little very minor things it, it, it was satisfying in every way it was a great movie going experience it was a great film to watch on the big screen it's great to see these characters together great to see Spider-Man where he belongs with these yeah. characters it was everything overall great flick I will see it again I will buy this when it comes out it was it, it was very faithful to my favorite story arc which is yeah. Civil War and again a fan we are the hardest ones to, to please. Like the casual viewer that just wants to see things exploding on the screen and people fighting. They're, I think, a little bit more uh, lax with a lot of things. We have some expectations and we have yeah. certain things that we want to see. So for a fan like myself to, to, to give a glowing praise of a movie, I think that's saying a lot. And I can tell that you, you're right up there as well. Yeah, we'll By far, those. one of my favorite, Mar- if not my favorite, like yeah. full stop Marvel movie. All right, Izzy, before you get out of here, where can people find you? Right, so you can find me on Twitter um, at Mr. Nobra. I'm also on YouTube. I have a, a show called The Izzy Nobri Show. Uh, so yeah, I'm always there. I'm very active on social media, always kind of like hanging Any out Any time there. of the day. <laughs> Pretty much. I don't sleep all that much, Tim. <laughs> no, but it's been great having you, man. Really appreciate you coming out and giving us some insight towards Captain America Civil War. I'm look forward to having you back again right sometime on, soon. Yeah, anytime. It's great to be here. And we are back to the present. Well, I guess it's the future or maybe not. I don't know. Anyways, huge praise for Captain America Civil War coming out of the nerd room.
If you guys ever want to get a hold of us, our Twitter handles are at the end of the episode, and you can always get us at hashtag EnterTheNerdRoom. As always, it's a pleasure talking comics and movies. For The Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And that was Izzy. Thank you for entering The Nerd Room. <laughs> I can't believe I just did that. That, that. that wasn't bad, though. Yeah. That wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we are out. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. You can find our hosts, Tim, Sunday, and Troy, on Twitter at TheNerdRM, 1912Podcasting, and Troy, the boy 87 <laughs> <laughs>